Now entering Nerdist.com. What's happening, weirdos? Uh, an amazing episode with a, a lovely and wonderfully talented comedian, Jesse Pop. Uh, as I always say, we'll get to that as quickly as possible. It's a great conversation. I hope you enjoy. I am doing some touring. It's been so long since I've been uh, out on the road, and we are super excited to be coming to Philadelphia, uh, New York, L.A., and San Francisco. This is part of the Crashing Comedy Tour, which means it's going to be me Judd Apatow and Artie Lang. Holy shit. As well as special guests. Uh, they're, they're not announced, but it's going to be an amazing lineup. People from the show. And no matter who you see, you're going to see me, Judd, and Artie, which is going to be amazing. I, I'm just looking forward to it as a comedy fan. Judd and Artie are both at the top of their game stand-up-wise, and it's going to be fun. So Philly, that's February 10th. That's a Friday at the Trocadero Theater. New York, we're doing two shows on February 12th at the Gramercy Theater. L.A., February 18th at the Regency Theater. And San Fran on February 22nd at the Herbst Theater. Not crashing-related, but I'm also going to be stopping by Grand Rapids, Michigan for Gilda's Laugh Fest in March as well. All of the tickets are on PeteHolmes.com, as well as links to all the T-shirts and stuff. I've been meaning to mention we made a shirt based on the Andy Richter episode that a lot of people were asking for that says, I'm a lovable, fuckable human being, and that's available at store.peteholmes.com. That has all the mugs, the stickers, and the T-shirts we've ever made. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> full. I tried to say four, and instead just wind came out. For this podcast. Uh, this episode is also brought to us by a John Wick 2. This is not, no bit, I love John Wick. It's one of the best action movies I've seen in recent memory. I recently had a few Chardonnays and rewatched it. It's as good as I remember. And guess what? Legendary hitman John Wick. That checks out. He's forced back out of retirement. Back, back out of retirement. If I remember correctly, this will be the second time he's forced out of retirement by a former associate plotting to seize control of that weird, shadowy, international assassin's guild that pay for everything in strange gold coins like a video game. But it's better because it's a movie and it's Keanu. Go see John Wick 2. It's in theaters tomorrow. Get your tickets now at johnwick.movie. That's a thing? It's not .com. It's johnwick.movie. Bound by a blood oath to help him, John travels to Rome where he squares off against some of the world's deadliest killers. Go check it out. Do that. I also love uh, shouting out two products that have personally changed my life for the better. You guys know these, but I'll try and keep it different every time. The first is Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. Hemp oil always makes people think that it's weed. It's not weed in the traditional sense in that it doesn't get you high in that psychoactive way that THC does. This is just CBD. So they've taken all the psychoactive THC out and left just the wonderful CBD oil that I use every day. And now a lot of you guys are using it every day. I get a lot of emails and tweets and all that sort of stuff. People are calling this a life 
changer. The first time I took it, it just made my body feel loose, gave me a glow. It makes me laugh a little faster, helps me relax a little easier. I take it before parties, not for like a recreational, oh, it's going to mess me up way, but it just makes me feel how I want to feel. There's no cloudiness. It's just clean, calm, clear, and a happy glow. Uh, if I have a headache, a crick in my neck, a long flight and I'm stuck in a middle seat, or if I just want to drink less, I take this stuff when I'm like, oh, I think I want a cocktail, take a little CW, hemp oil. I feel like, oh, why did I even need that? So as a result, I'm drinking less alcohol. I'm happy about that. It tastes great. It's wonderful. Take it before bed. Take it in the morning. It's awesome. Ships legally to all 50 states for 10% off. CWHemp.com slash weird. And keep uh, giving me some shout-outs on how it's uh, making your life better. That always makes me happy. The promo code is you made it weird for 10% off. The other supplement that I take every day is called Alpha Brain. Maybe you heard uh, Joe Rogan talk about Alpha Brain. Maybe you heard Duncan Trussell talk about Alpha Brain. It is a nootropic, which is like a vitamin for your brain. It basically gives your brain like super fish food. And I <laughs> super fish food. And I swear by it. For the past three years now, I haven't recorded a podcast, done stand up, written a script or meditated, or even tried to lucid dream without it. Anything that your brain is involved, if you guys are studying for a test or have a job that requires a lot of mental stress, this stuff is for you. It really changed my life for the better. I always take like three of them 15 minutes before every podcast. So you're about to hear my brain on Alpha Brain. And if you've ever listened to this podcast, you've heard my brain on Alpha Brain. It helps me with my language. It helps me with recall. It just makes everything easier that you use your brain for it's not like coffee. It's not a stimulant. It's just something every... In fact, the jacket I'm wearing right now has Alpha Brain in the pocket. I'm not even just making that up to plug this. It's a Pete's pick. I want you to try it. Go to onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird, and you'll get 10% off. We have a... Uh, oh, did I mention, by the way, to watch Crashing? So much to plug. So much to plug. Crashing is premiering February 19th. You got to watch it. HBO. It's on After Girls. We're calling it the Appa Tower. Get it? It's an hour of Appa Tower? February 19th at 10.30 on HBO. We're also brought to you by the wonderful CISO with amazing new shows. We know we need heroes now more than ever. I don't know if you've seen this yet, but with a lineup of Ultra Soldier, Mega Mom, and Star Spangled Bastard... The folks at Cyanide and Happiness have us covered. An amazing new show, an amazing new series. Watch these characters battle the goblin army as a horde of deranged killer robots uh, attack them back in an outrageous new season only on CISO. We plugged CISO before. If you're not trying it, you got to try it. This is an offer for you to try it for free uh, for a bit. CISO is an online streaming service, obviously, that has amazing Great original series like animated fantasy role-playing games starring uh, Dan Harmon, a wonderful You Made It Weird guest. And with CISO, you get unlimited ad-free access to late-night television the next day. Hilarious stand-up specials, binge-worthy classics, SNL, Monty Python, anytime, anywhere on iOS, Android, Apple TV, almost any other device. It's only $3.99 per month. No joke. But if you want to try it for a month for free, go to CISO.com, S-E-E-S-O.com, and use promo code WEIRD at checkout. You'll get a month free. This is the best offer CISO has going right now. One month of laugh your ass off comedy for free. Just use the promo code WEIRD. That's S-E-E-S-O.com, promo code WEIRD. 
All right, guys, hope to see you in New York, San Fran, Philly, or L.A. Please watch Crashing February 19th on HBO, and please enjoy the hilarious Jesse Pap. Val, do you want to say get into it? Get into it! Very nice. (laughs) Oh, sorry, one other quick thing, weirdos, I'm so sorry. Joe DeRosa, one of my dearest and best friends and most hilarious friends, his special, You Let Me Down, is available today on Download, iTunes, all the places you get wonderful comedy specials. So let's support our good friend Joe, Old Ben No Bottoms. And let's uh, let's blow up uh, his sales. It's worth it. I was at the taping. It's hilarious. Check out You Let Me Down, Joe DeRosa. Get in out. Off mic B12 hey. vitamin conversation not captured. <laughs> Hi, Jesse. Yeah, Welcome. I just sneezed, actually. Oh, hey, 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 this is the guest chair, if you don't mind. How's it going? Good. How are you? I hope you didn't have any uh, lift drama. No, she was nice. She just uh, <laughs> didn't have her head in the game. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't taking it serious. No. That's one of my favorite Brian Regan uh, bits, uh-huh. where he's like, <laughs> when you get your eyes examined. Oh yeah, you wanna you wanna do really well because you don't want to walk out with the Coke bottle glasses <laughs> like I didn't take it serious. <laughs> oh god, it's funny because first of all, welcome. Oh thank you, thanks for doing it. Thanks for doing it at ten a.m. Hey, no problem. This is early for for me too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, this is kind of a bummer, but this is when the studio was available. And what I was going to say was you, you haven't done the podcast, live no. or otherwise. No, no. But you've been referenced dozens of times. Oh, really? Oh, That's for funny. sure. By me alone and then other guests. It always seems like uh, backhanded to call someone a comics comic because it's almost like the public doesn't like them, but we <laughs> love them. But that's not what I'm saying. We're yeah, saying yeah. you're you're so beloved oh, thanks. by the community. You always have been. All right. I remember the first time I saw you, I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> There's some people that can just... Be funny. Oh, well, it doesn't. You should see some of my other shows. <laughs> but, uh, you know what's funny, though? Is it wasn't like it was some phenomenal show. Like, yeah, you yeah. didn't crush. No one was crushing. But you went up. And forgive me. I mean, the listeners have literally heard this story a thousand times. Because I tell the story about seeing Jesse Pop do the Jason Bourne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say to myself, this isn't morning radio. I'm not going to have you do it. But I do it mm-hmm. all the time. Where it's just, it, their movie's based on books, and it's just kind of like, how is that a book? And then it's the room with the computers, mm-hmm. and Born Get Me Born. Yeah, Born Get Me Born. <laughs> you go, back in the room with the computers in it, <laughs> Born Get Me Born. <laughs> I say, Born Get Me Born, like when I'm looking for a vitamin. You know that's what I mean? Funny. Like if I'm looking through my house, it's it's that sort of funny that's infected my life. That's because that joke was always, I haven't done it in a while, but that joke has always been kind of feast or famine. I would do it on Is the road. Is that right? I do it on the road and people are just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so, Didn't they see, that's what, those are popular Yeah, movies. they're pretty, yeah, some, sometimes, but I don't know, you know. I, 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 it breaks my heart because I'm like, <laughs> there's no ingredient that you need to be like some city slicker to understand that joke. It's like, it, it's like a joke for everyone. Yeah, because almost everyone has seen those films. And everyone knows. What a book is. <laughs> So you wouldn't think it's not like I'm Dennis Miller up there or something. That's right. But yeah, who knows? I, if I, because I'm more of an obnoxious performer, I would be like, guys, <laughs> you're missing 
I need you here. Like I'd yell at them because I need them to love that joke That's as much funny. as I do. I just love that joke. And then Matt McCarthy, whose podcast uh, just came out today, actually. So this will be out in a couple of weeks. But this is the day it dropped. Uh, we were talking about your Cujo. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is amazing. It's just a joke. Well, it's a joke about how uh, I read that Stephen King uh, was drinking so much he doesn't remember writing the book Cujo. <laughs> so it's about blacking out and writing the book Cujo in reference to, you know. Yes. But then you can tell. I'll, I'll do the punchline if you don't. All right. Good. You can tell because the whole thing is about a rabid dog being like. You think you're better than me? And they're there. They're like, Cujo, go home. You're drunk. Like, oh, I'm, I'm the only one drinking. Just Cujo. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> How? What is your style of writing? I, I, this is an obnoxious question, but you have to understand I'm a comedian. Uh, Are we coming up in the shower? Are we recording things while we're driving? You sit down to write? You write from stage? No, I usually, well, you know, I don't, I don't really write anything down. I jot stuff, you know, like names Memory. and bits and stuff. Because the bits are so well written, though. I mean, Well, thanks. I, I mostly... Now, like, I don't, I try not to finish anything until I take it on stage because you can usually come up with some good jokes just from like messing around with it. Right, of course. And and also, you don't know what's going to work for sure until you try it out. And And then there's that that, that canopy, that safety net. They laughed at the Mm. idea. Now we're safe to kind of be, yeah, it's like, you go up, it's like if even like the sloppy bullet points work, I know I can turn it into something. Right. You know what I mean? And then just kind of let your mind wander and, or a goofy thing will pop into my head, and then you're like, "Ah, that's probably something." You jot it down, and right. maybe like a year, year later, you're like, oh, "Okay, I know how to do this now." Because you are a guy, kind of like Gavigan or whatever. You're not like Gavigan in a lot of ways, but the one way that I think you are is that it's like you explore the whole thing. You you bring it up, and then you play it out. You don't leave anything behind. Some comedians, I wonder if you feel the same way. You watch, and you're like, "But there was the whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. This so element much... of it, and and this element. You do it. You follow it. Yeah, th- yeah. Sometimes I'll see." Uh, premise and i'm like oh okay this is gonna be good and then it's one quick and i'm like what yeah yeah is there a worse feeling (laughs) i've i've told the story many i I went to an open mic in new york and i still remember so many of the bits and i'm just like i'm sure everyone quit yeah (laughs) i'm not even that's not even uh it's not like a maniacal laugh i'm just like i'm sure they're gone i don't see them no yeah in my scene even like some guy dropped in told a brilliant joke that joke dies with him Mm mm-hmm we was, deserve it. <laughs> Sorry. Was, well, I remember back in uh, Michigan, there were these people who would just like come to the mics and do. There was this one. I was just talking about this one old. This one old lady. I saw her like three times. She had one joke I'll never uh, forget. She goes, <laughs> "You know, they say you should save your money for a rainy day." So I did, and then my friend and I went shopping, and we had a wonderful time. And that was the whole joke. That's the joke. <laughs> So I'll Wait, always... because it was raining? Yeah, I don't know. Is that know. implied that it was raining know. on the day? <laughs> it was just, I just remember watching it and it was. There are those legends. Mm-hmm. I don't want to name them, obviously, because, uh, you know, that's unkind, I suppose. But in the open mic scene coming up in Chicago, mm-hmm. we would all get so excited when the local legend would do the bit mm-hmm. they did every set. And yeah, we, yeah, it, yeah, we, yeah. it became like a, a performance piece or something. We're like, he's doing it. Oh, God. It's great. It, we, we attract a strange group. Mm-hmm. If, oh, you ever, sure. if you zoom out on our species... There's some nut jobs in here, oh, we're, and sure. we're all a little bit nuts. Yeah, but I mean, there's nuts people working in offices for and sure, labor jobs and everything. It's just that we also do jokes and bars and yeah, 
I don't know. Everybody's crazy. I loved your bit about. Uh, I was listening to your album. It's called "You Stink." <laughs> no, tell me what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was not a setup. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's so many good album names. I love that album name. There, your bits beg to become albums. There's so many word phrases that I'm like, "Donkey Bites." Oh yeah, yeah. Donkey Bites is a great album. Like they're all they're all in there. That's a compliment. It's like the, oh, the language of it is, is you could have named it a million things. I think it's a great album. I was listening to it, and you're talking about working on a farm. Yeah, yeah. When did that happen? Because I heard lore. Can I tell you the lore that sure, I heard? Yeah, Can yeah, you yeah, tell yeah. me if it's true? You're doing stand-up in New York. Uh, it's not going great, so you quit. Or, mm-hmm. or you run out of money. Yeah. Stand up. You, you, you know, can correct. Go, go ahead. No, stand-up, you know, that's funny because then I also heard like – when I got back there, like I heard you pretended to work on a farm and just, and I was like, no. What happened was I was working a temp job. There was a rumor that you, like, they're like, I heard you made that up and you just left for a while. And I was like, no, why would I do that? Uh, just to add to your glory. Yeah. Um, I just worked in a temp job, got laid off. So you came from Michigan, Michigan yeah. and you went to New York. Yeah. You, you, we could even go back one more click. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I, Vince told me, Vince Averill, very funny told me that you got premium blend kind of in an interesting way. Yeah, I just I just started. That's like a year and a half. And I just... Uh, a year and a half. Yeah, I was very green. And um, I just mailed You're them. doing your rainy day material. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, the way it started was I had done maybe three sets. Yeah. Three open mics. And uh, there was this contest. <laughs> like, like Comedy Central was having a contest where you had to mail a tape in. And the deadline was the next day. And I didn't have a tape. I just, you know, started. My friends were like, we should make a tape in my basement. You had only done it three times? Well, this is before Premium Blend. But when I first, uh, how I got into Comedy Central, like... Oh, you did the stand-up showdown. Yeah, you like laugh riots or, or yeah, laugh yeah, riots, yeah. laugh riots. Yeah, yeah, that was such a thing. Like people would be like, "How did he do that?" Laugh riots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did my friend? I think my friend uh, Prescott Tolk did laugh riots or somebody like that, and they got on premium money. Okay, keep going. I'm just excited to so think about this. Again. We're sitting. I'm sitting with my friends, and I'm like, I can't make a tape and send it to them like a tape, and a, they're gonna think I'm nuts. And they're like, <laughs> No, let's let's just do it. So Wait, why would they think you're nuts? Aren't they asking for tapes? Yeah, it was a tape. It was a tape to do laugh riots. Yes. You had to mail it in. Yeah. So, uh, which, in just in case you don't, then you would do a contest, and then if you won, you get to be on. Premium you're blood. submitting to do a contest, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then if you win, you get it. So get we go. We go down into my friend's basement. <laughs> we set up a sheet, a bed sheet. And there's like four. It's like three of my friends and like his and like his little sister. This is like the king of comedy. Yeah, yeah. Fake audience. And so through a karaoke amp, and we got a lamp up on the sheet. What color sheet? Like white. And then also just we had, washing you. We out. had to stop at like one point because the lamp caught the sheet on fire because no. it was like and so. Oh no! <laughs> was that in the tape? No, I don't know. This I would, could have been the best performance. There's just a jump cut, like, Jesse, 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 and then it cuts, and you're just doing your act again. I would love to see this tape. I'd probably want to blow my brains out. But uh, yes. So I just did, like, ten minutes of jokes in my friend's basement. We Were like, they laughing? Was yeah, it like but it's, like, soup it's like three of them, and it's my very first batch of jokes, so, you know, ever. Um, Do you remember any of them? Uh, early, well, early jokes? Yeah, one is... Um, Thank you. It was oh, uh, it's uh, summer. Summer is my favorite part of the year. You want to know why? Cheap candy canes. <laughs> I'm touching you. That is so. It's so good, and it's so early. I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Like you it's, could do it now. Yeah, as like a toss off. As a toss off that you then move on to yeah. what you really think about summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap candy canes. 
buyer's market. Uh, That's great. So I wasn't quite at the top of my game just yet. but um, <laughs> That's like buying Halloween candy in November. Mm-hmm. It's like a real thing, I think. Like yeah. people, <laughs> cheap candy. My candy canes are expensive in the winter. <laughs> like, ja- yeah. You would do a 13-minute bit on that now. Like yeah, jacking probably. up the prices. Oh, God. <laughs> Big claws. It's funny, you look back at those, for, and you have a couple, you're like, ah, oh, that was actually not bad, and then there's a few, like, oh, my God. I don't think, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that I mean, bad. it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. That's I sure. had those, like, fake bits. Like, the first, there's a tape of me doing stand-up the very first time. The very first time I taped it, and I did, like, 40 minutes. It was ridiculous. I don't mean that, like, it was It was not 40 minutes. I went up for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was maybe 10 minutes in the whole 40 minutes. <laughs> and, like, they, they were, like, lie bits. Like, I was like, you know they were those headsets in Old Navy? Because that was a thing. I was like, it's so when a guy like me walks in, they're like, oh, God, get him out of here. <laughs> like, there's, there's nothing we have for him. I was like, that's kind of, it's like, it's like cheap candy cake. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I kind of see the seed that could become a bit, maybe... I'd really be more interested in something else, but yeah. this is all we have. And I have a couple times gone back to really old stuff and then like re Redeemed. wrote it. So I'm like, oh, that should have been funnier. I could. Do. And you have the chop, the stage chops yeah. now to do it. That that's for me uh, my unicorn joke, which is you should call him Unicorn. It's a very silly joke, but now in the middle of other more posh, more seasoned bits, it's a really funny respite. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I think in fact I'm in the process of making. You know, I don't think of it like the Louis model of like I'm making a new hour. I'm just doing new material. Yeah. And plus, like, it's you not like any stuff. Yeah, no one's going to be like, "Hey, I saw you do that at a bowling alley in Michigan in yeah. 2004." Yeah, you fraud. It's, you know, all, it's like, yeah, it's just it's an old joke. It's yeah. old new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I in my experience, people go, "I love the new stuff," and you're like, ah, "Fools!" I've done that before. I wrote that in 2003. <laughs> Where I'm so I'm like I go back into really old stuff. Like, yeah, the new stuff's pretty good. I'm yeah, but it is different. That's one of the things I'm grateful for in my mind is I never – I typically never forget a joke that, yeah, I, yeah. that I wrote. You know what I mean? I'm, it's always kicking around in there somewhere, and then it comes back. Yeah, I love that's it. always funny. Resurrection. Um. So you, you're, the sheet catches on fire. So we do. I do like 10 minutes. Mail it in. So you have to do it a couple times because one of them was ruined yeah, yeah. by the fire. So then I get into laugh. <laughs> I get into laugh rides. I go to Boston. Can I ask one more question yeah. about the tape? Your friends were supportive. They weren't being knuckleheads like, no. No, my friends were actually the ones who talked me into – because I had chickened out a few times. Uh-huh. And I remember one, my first batch of jokes was uh, – What does that mean, chicken out? Like you didn't submit to Laugh Rides? No, times? like a, you know, a couple open mics. And then I actually invited my friends to an open mic once. And I'm going to do it. I'm finally going to do it. And uh, <laughs> I pretended – I chickened out and I didn't check in. I spent the whole show like pretending like, I think I'm next. I don't know what's going on. You know? And then – Oh, t- my God. You'd rather do that elaborate ruse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I was just like – and so – That's v- how scary and painful stand-up is at the beginning. Yeah. And they spent all this money to come hang out at the bar. And years later, once I'd been going, doing stand-up a while, I told them and they thought it was funny. But if I had told them that night, they probably would have killed me. But, uh, <laughs> uh, because you had nerves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stand-up was not like – you weren't the guy that was like gliding in. Oh, no. I mean – I'm the loudmouth from the office and finally I have my due. <laughs> <laughs> like you were oh, yeah. a I mean, shy guy? Yeah. Not, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. And then also, like, I don't know, even now, like, I'm pretty confident on stage, but even, like, other t- 
types of public speaking makes me Interesting. nervous. Like speaking at like a friend's wedding or something. Uh, I think I'm yeah, like, oh my god. I, I relate to that. I, yeah, I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to do the reading at a funeral. Yeah, and, and I feel yeah, and I feel confident because it's I can say whatever I want and like even like I've had I've had office jobs where I had to give a presentation. It's like because I can't be funny yeah. and lean on jokes. I have to just right. All these people are just staring at. It's at kind me. of part the feeling of doing a corporate show now. Yeah, yeah. Or a, a college where they're like you have to you can't talk about these 10 things and you're just kind of like oh this is way harder yeah whereas like stand up I could go up and everyone could hate my guts and I'll think it's kind of funny that's so funny but anything else I'm like oh god so yeah I chicken out I chicken out a couple times when I was a kid too like what do you uh, mean I remember I was at like 10 at some like summer camp and I signed up to do stand up and I didn't do it so you were interested in stand up what, out of the womb, it sounds yeah, like. I liked stand up, like, yeah, I like stand-up. Yeah, my first books I read were like joke books, and I was obsessed really? with Really? What did it? What hooked you? I don't know. Are you like me? Were you like, oh, everybody gets along when they're laughing? That's no, what I did. It, it I was wasn't like, hey, like a... <laughs> hey, I put my face in the mashed potatoes, Dad. Because it's weird, because it wasn't like... Definitely wasn't an attention thing, because I don't really like attention yeah you that still much. seem not really yeah i don't know you that well but you don't seem like a, a showboat no i mean i just yeah. i love comedy i like but i don't really like you know sometimes it's just like a little much even just like like you know sometimes i get more nervous and i'm fine like just hanging out in normal but like standing around like after a show and people i'm like yeah, i gotta get out of here you it's know? grotesque it, yeah. it, i i understand what you mean it's embarrassing yeah I, I remember this really blowing my mind. It's about acting, but it's similar. That Ted Danson, I forget who told me this, but Ted Danson was doing a movie or, or bored to death or something. And he said to someone we know, because they relayed the story, was that he was like, isn't acting embarrassing? <laughs> and I was like, that is so funny. No matter what type of performance, if you're funny, yeah. I believe there are some people, if you're funny in the way stand-ups are funny, I'm sure there are funny people that don't have this problem, but I feel like there's show people yeah, and they love the lights, and they love the chat, and yeah, I'll sell T-shirts, and uh, hey, and they're just that way all the time, and they love it. And then there's comedians who, like I, I and I relate, feel the whole thing was kind of embarrassing. Like, yeah, isn't because, it weird that I needed that? Yeah, because it's weird. Because like, also like, there been times when I was bombing, like early on, I think you know what's funny, like. Five minutes ago, I was just some guy standing over there, and now this whole room full of strangers like hates my guts. That's like, so think about funny. what you would have to do in real life. Yeah, you have to do something crazy. So, yeah. so it just like bombing just doesn't really bother me because it's so absurd. Yeah, but then also when you kill, it's so funny that you can have that perspective though. It's almost out of body because bombing feels like something. Yeah, when you the first couple times you bomb, you want to die and you never do comedy again. But then then it's kind of funny. But you've sanded down that nub. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And now you just don't care. <clears throat> you remind me of I'm sure people compare you to Norm McDonald occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's not like this guy's ripping off Norm at all, but it's like, "Oh, I think they're similar types," which <laughs> is obviously a compliment. And he's another guy that's just like yeah, who cares? <laughs> this guy fucking hates me. Yeah. But, then, but then like even killing, you don't really feel like you're doing it just when you're killing, it just feels like you're having fun, mm. and it, so when people are like, oh, he's saying, yeah, well, I don't know, it was. It's not like I hate myself, but I feel almost feel sheepish. It's you know like, what I mean? It's just like uh, you're. It almost sounds like humility, to be honest. Yeah. It's like you're just like, look, it went my way. I did my jokes. I've been with those jokes many times when they didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Tonight they worked. Why are we idolizing that success? Like, yeah, yeah. It went my way. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's times where, like, inst I'll chicken out of doing new stuff, and I'll just do old stuff. And, and that's that the kills. Failure. And then 
be like, oh, great job. And I'm like, oh, motherfucker. I, like, I sucked. You know, it's, I like, hate, it's just like. I did know. a set last night. I'm looking at the set list. I'm like, I got to get out of here. One more thing. Safe choice. Or that new thing that's like weird and you're not it's so, sure. so like, yeah, when you go with the Expensive. safe choice and it gets the big laugh inside, you're like yeah. so mad at yourself. Isn't even though yeah, it's so weird. Well, we're going on a different scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this just straight across the plate. You hit the ball. That's fine. But you wanted to test something. You would have been happier with a home run. Uh, here's You get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to complete that analogy. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like your new bat hitting a ground ball would have been better than hitting a home run with your old bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Basically. That's boring. Yeah, so. That's fun. So you, you, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. You were really interested in a 10. I'm wondering what, what hooked you. I don't know. I just always liked comedy. And Do you I remember was, early laughs you got as a kid? Were you that uh, guy? I rem- Not really. I remember... I would just read these joke books and just tell jokes to like, you know, you know, to like my family and I would get a big laugh and obviously they were just being nice to me because I'm a little kid. But I remember thinking, man, I am so funny. Like, you know, it'd be some joke like, you know, whatever the old joke book. Where do snowmen dance? At the snowball. At the snowball. (laughs) Like, why did the soldier salute the refrigerator? It was a general electric or something, you know. Oh my God. I love it. Uh, and I loved, like, all the comedy, and old-timey comedy. Well, when I was a kid, that's just what was on TV, so. What do you mean? Like, well, you know, I grew up, uh, I was just talking about this with uh, some friends, like Vince and Matt and stuff. Uh, like, when like when I was a kid, you know, it was like, it was like uh, you know, Laurel and Hardy and the Three Stooges and the, you know, like the Little Rascals. and Right, like at the New Year's party we were at, they had uh, Three Stooges on. Yeah, yeah, that's just what was on TV, like, during the morning. Yeah. And late at night, it was all, even, like, our old, like, westerns and stuff. So I just watched a lot of, I like, and, you know. Isn't I, it weird that children are being, like, could, in its time, the time we grew up, would be indoctrinated into the, the entertainment of their fathers yeah, and mothers? Because now you would specifically have to have a dad, like, my son's going to watch That's right. the three stu because it would never be on TV now. If it is You'd on TV, flip it's around like, yeah. until you saw a cartoon or, yeah. or, or saw something that looked fun. But uh, back then we were stuck with Nick at night. Mm-hmm. It's true. Why have I seen so many episodes of Mr. Ed? Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's because there, Channel 17 was Nickelodeon. Yeah. That's, that's as high as it went. There's so many shows you watch <laughs> just because that's what was on. Like, yeah. I remember watching, you know, like The Love Boat and stuff when I'm like seven. It's just, yeah. like, oh, that's what's on TV. I don't want to go to bed yet. And that's why it was so exciting. Or you tell me if you agree, like when the Ben Stiller show came out or, or on, I believe it was MTV, started showing Kids in the Hall mm-hmm. and that's or the state. And you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Like they weren't in black and white. They weren't yeah, yeah, yeah. like old timey Mr. Ed humor. Suddenly there's stuff where you're like, I, I don't think I can watch this with my mom in the room. Yeah, yeah And then we got cable... When I was in like junior high and Comedy Central was in its early days. I remember that. So it was it was like stand up all day long and that, then it'd be like yeah. or then like it'd just like be like soap and the so, Benny Hill show and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. just to watch stand up just all day long. I remember that. We're having the same experience. Mm-hmm. How old are you? Thirty nine. Okay, so I'm thirty seven, so we're very close. And it's like when Comedy Central came out, we were the same, obviously, still mm-hmm. two years apart. And it was such a huge deal. And I remember having these weird epiphanies watching stand-up, but not just, uh, like, enjoying it. Like, I wanted to understand it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, you can tell. Like, I remember watching a set where they're, uh, I only caught the end of it. 
And he, I still remember the bit. He's like, and I'm in the guy, and I'm honking at him, and then there's a guy behind me, and I'm like, go around. And everyone goes nuts. And I'm sitting there as a child going like, that go around wasn't that funny. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I bet he was, I didn't know the term callback, but I was like, I bet he was referencing something he said early. Just wanting to know. Like, it wasn't a mild need. It was a need. Yeah, I was yeah. like, why did that work? Mm-hmm. Answer me. <clears throat> and then I was like, the other observation I had was I was like, I always get nervous when they start being really, really funny because that means they're about to stop. Yeah. Because I didn't know what a closer was, but I was like, they're always doing the best one last. So I get nervous. That's how anxious of a kid I was. I was like, yes, haha, but at what cost? That's funny. <laughs> but so you're watching a lot of stand yeah, And there's a lot of good stand-ups and they also like a lot of hacky. So you kind of, even though I probably saw one live stand-up show before I even did it. But from watching yeah. all that, even listening to the old classic stand-up, you kind of got a sense of what is, what works, what's what you already think is kind of hacky and stuff. Right. And then, yeah, it was kind of... Cosby and all that, is that... Yeah, I did listen to Cosby. Well, I mean, I was like 10, but I right. did love the Cosby tapes. That was it. That was it for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? There were no Seinfeld albums. Like, the clean yeah. guy... Cosby. Like Good Bill Cosby kids. himself when that came out on VHS. That was big like deal. A, yeah. Big deal. And then so the hook got in you and now you're watching stand up and then we were leading up to your first performance. Yeah, so I finally did it when I was what, like twenty three. So it was a long time coming. Yeah. Yeah. Well and I hadn't thought about it in a while, then I was like, I should probably do it. And my friends were egging me on and I remember we went to a diner and they wrote down some funny things I had said or bits that we would do like on like a napkin and that was basically like I went back and like wrote bits out of like that was like my first set. Who are these friends? Just I'm still friends with all of them. They're just like angel boys? (laughs) Well we were all comedy fans and stuff and you know. But they saw it's it's touching they saw that their friend Jesse like in my friend group we were all trying to be the funniest one Mm -hmm. but and no I wouldn't expect my friends to do this none of my friends were like Pete man you're really <laughs> that thing you do where you pull down your pants. That's great. You got to do it professionally. They, I, I think even there was a feeling. That's not true. My friend Tom was very supportive, but it was after I was like, "I'm going to do this." Yeah, yeah. Your friends literally were like, "Was do you think they were like? I don't think Jesse will do it." I think also they thought, <laughs> and then they were trying to. I think you know just to get me to do it, and you know stop like talking about it and then also you know yeah they thought it was fun and they were all because occasionally in a relaxed environment you would be like i could do it well yeah and i'm not like because i'm not really um i'm not like a type a guy who goes and works a room but like when i'm just kind of you know hanging out with my friends and stuff i like joke around a lot like a lot of people at day jobs or like extended family functions they'll just be like i can't believe you're a comedian they're like you're so quiet (laughs) so funny (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah, but that that's I, I'm glad we're getting that out there because there's a lot of people probably listening that are like, I want to be a comedian yeah. or I'm trying to be a comedian, and they relate to that. Mm-hmm. I, I know I relate. I, just the last one we did, I, I, I'm forgetting who it was, but we were talking about the being able to pour all of that sort of over-the-top grotesque need to perform, love to perform, uh, you love to get laughs, all that sort of stuff, but you get it. In one lump sum. Yeah. Some people get their prize money in small increments throughout the day. They're mm-hmm. funny to the 7-Eleven guy. Like, Haha, take a penny, leave a penny. <laughs> More like take a dollar. And you, yeah. you get that laugh and you're like, okay, Jimmy's all right. We do it in one lump sum and the rest of the day, 
you know, we can be somewhat not – I don't want to say somber, but just regular, relaxed. Yeah. I mean I'm certainly not like sitting in an empty room staring like reading, you know, about <laughs> – you know, World War Two or whatever, but uh, you know, I, I do read. But and, I mean, I mean, I'm not like it is. I know like what a, you mean. It is like a switch I flip on and off. It's just right. I don't like if I'm in a group of people, I don't feel like I don't feel like I have to jump in. You know, right? And sometimes with comics, when you know how it is, it gets very riff heavy, and yep. then I'll just sit there and like I don't really have anything to jump in on, so I'll just kind of sit there for because I'm just like it's fine. I'll let these guys go. I mean, it's there's a difference between friends hang, hanging out and like comics like. Before a show, just trying to like, yeah, it's a little intense. It's a little weird. Well, people are burning off their nerves. I think yeah. too. There's there's an urgency to it. It's almost like it's a it's the weird it's the weird analog to like tough guys when everyone's trying to be tough and stuff. Oh, it's like God. like everyone's trying to be the alpha and all this. Isn't and, it embarrassing? See, as I get older, I'm okay admitting embarrassing things like. I guess I do, in some instances, want to be really funny with my mm, friends. Yeah. Just so you can get that feeling of like, well, I rang the bell this time, yeah, yeah, boys. Yeah. I'm not proud of that. <laughs> but I also can't say it. I've been watching like documentaries and stuff. Like I watched this one called Man vs. Snake, and no one would admit why they wanted to get oh, the title. I've, I've, I've seen you know that. what I'm yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, just be honest. Just be like, you want to be the best. You want, you want, you need it. But they're just, they won't. So... That was frustrating me. So I'm trying to be more honest, even in my pettiness, even yeah, in yeah, my yeah. shallowness or whatever. So I know what you mean, and that can be tense. Yeah, and then, uh, but you know, it's but the control of on stage, it, it, it's nice. You know the rules. Yeah, I feel like so much time, uh, so many times in conversations, I'm satelliting, like they're the orbit, and I'm on the outside, going like, how do I find my way in? And then that's exhausting. So mm-hmm. you're just like, eh, I'll just. I'll just look away. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, it can be hard to joke around with people that you don't know very well. Yeah. Because then I'm always afraid of saying, of like... Offending. Yeah, accidentally saying something rude or like... like uh, Right. Like sometimes with my friends, the way you joke around with each other is you like say something mean or something, but it's a joke like I've... You know, yeah. where I'll like see someone I kind of know and I'll walk up and I'll go, fuck you. And they're like, what? I go, no, I was kidding. I was kidding. You know, <laughs> and I just like tell them, and I'm like, oh no, I want to die now. Well, you even open your album with, hey, jerks, which yeah. that's just a classic. I, I used to do that because joke. it was, it's not a great joke. It's just a weird litmus where like, like if I just walk on stage and say, hey, jerks, like sometimes if they laughed, I knew I could do basically whatever I, like, whatever. but then sometimes people get, Offended, it's so like funny. I'm not. A, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be a rough. Oh my crap! You know, it's like, brave oh. to try like, to do it. It's, it's just a dumb thing. Like, why would I be calling you? Right. Like, that's just a good gauge of like you're not going to like any of my jokes. I don't think, think the show's for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a violation. It's so simple. It's, yeah. That's what makes it a joke. You're in a situation. You're at their mercy, and you call them jerks. If you can't understand yeah. that this stranger. Doesn't think you're a jerk. You're not going to like Born, Get Me Born. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, okay, now I have to just keep it tight, plow. It's kind of like I was at a bookstore once and I saw, you know, this this lady at the rack of the four dummies books or whatever. Yeah. And she's whatever, like, she's like cooking for dummies. I'm not a dummy. And like slammed the book. You know, she was taking it. It's like, they don't mean, you know, some people are like that. They just. That's. That is actually – I just did a show at a club, a more clubby club, and you know Val – she was there, and then she was kind of like, what did you think? And I was like, they wouldn't laugh at themselves. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the difference. There's all these moments in the set where you're inviting them, look, I'm laughing at myself. 
will you also laugh at yourself? Like, I made a joke about, like, Adele. And, and some people were great in the audience, by the way. But I made a joke about Adele and loving Adele. And I could just feel, like, all the guys being like, oh, I'm dull. Yeah. That's stupid. And you know what? I don't love Adele either. I'm just kind of, like, making a joke about how compelling her music can sound. But I could feel them being like, I'm on a date. I'm going to fuck this girl later. Yeah. And if I laugh at Adele... How am I going to get a hard dick? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to uh. be crying thinking about the love that she lost when she's 21. Uh, and, this, well, there's a weird... Who needs that? Yeah, there's a weird machismo with Tough Guy where it's almost like being polite to you is, like, subordinating to you. You know, that's why you see, like, some guy will, like, put his feet up on the stage when you yeah. first walk up. He's yeah. kind of like, hey, check me out. I got my feet up on the stage. You know, yeah. that's either trying to be like, they can't, and then they I can't know. laugh at themselves because that's... Week, even it's if weakness. it's a, even you know it's a what it is. It, it reminds me of like dad logic. Like dads are like, if I laugh at my flaws, I'll lose control of the whole family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it's like the opposite is true. Yeah. In my experience, the more honest and vulnerable, the and real and 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 even uh, self-effacing, the easier it was to make friends, meet girls, whatever it was. Yeah. I was like. I don't understand what you're doing. But then I call it alpha beta. Like, we're so alpha in our betaness. Mm -hmm. You're like, ah, I'm afraid. And they're yeah, like, yeah, I'll yeah. suck his dick because he's vulnerable. So, either way, we're all playing the same game, but mm -hmm. I don't like the ones that are doing it so aggressively and so uninclusively. Yeah, yeah, of course. Or exclusively. But, uh... <laughs> well, you were saying, uh, we're talking about, we're telling the story piecemeal because I'm so oh, interested yeah. in every part. You're, you you were going to tell me the first time you went up, because that's leading to the sheet. Oh, so the first, I did, a, oh, I, and I was, oh, I thought. Your I friends read the thing on the napkin? Yeah, so I go up, and I thought I was going to die, and. Uh, Nerves. Uh, oh, yeah. Like I, that day, you waking up, like. Oh, I was sitting, like, for, sleep. like, my first year, like, the whole day before a set, I would, like, you know, that Ruined. feeling, like, when you're a kid, and you're about to get in trouble, like, you Ugh. just feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh. Then the day after, I would always have, like, an allergy attack or, like, because I just, like, it just, like, would wear me out. And, yes. Uh, I, I relate, man. I, I would book a show, in a, it would be a month from then, and I would, it would ruin the month. Mm -hmm. Like, I would be unable to eat for the month. You'd think I would have been more yeah. spelt. It's, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get a lot of bookings. Yeah. <laughs> and then after it was done, the relief. Bring on the KFC. Oh, yeah. It's time to celebrate. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you're freaking out. Yeah, so the first set, it actually went pretty well. It got laughs. And I'm Cheap sure, candy canes. Yeah, it got, I got almost all laughs, and then I was like, I was like, oh, that's it. I, you know, whatever. And then, so I went back the next week, and for some reason, I thought I had to do all different oh, wow. jokes. So... It's not likely your second by your second set you're going to have like 14 good minutes. So <laughs> I yeah. wrote these other bits. Yeah. And then I was so nervous and I didn't really drink that much back then. I accidentally got really drunk. <laughs> like I had like two shots and like a couple beers and I was out there like pop you're up next and I stood up and I was like oh no, I'm kind of I'm really drunk. Oh and, no. Uh, and I was going up and I was just bombing. <laughs> and um I just bombed. I was drunk. This is before it was cute. Yeah. You, you weren't like, how absurd. Yeah, and I was trying <laughs> dumb jokes. And even my friends were like, yeah, it wasn't uh, that was so great. <laughs> so then uh, wow. my third set, I just did like, oh, am, I, am I doing that? I don't know. What is that? Plastic bag. Where is it? Oh. Oh, oh, oh shit. Sorry, Bob. That's okay. Third set, uh, I did like two minutes and bailed because it wasn't going well. No, you Larry David did it. Yeah, yeah. That's like a thing he would do. And then, so then I didn't do it for like a month, and then that's when I did the 
the sheet show. So you were you were the guy who had thrown like one great spiral football mm-hmm. ball and your friends were like, Oh my god, I think he's the best. <laughs> and then like the second time you kinda like were drunk. And, and the third time uh, the third time I was like, down out. <laughs> and then but your friends were like Remember that first time? <laughs> and they didn't let up on you. They were like parenting you. And also in my head, I was like, I can't. I got to do it at least one more time. I can't leave on like, you know, chickening out. And yes. Even if I wind up. What do you, were your parents pushing? Uh, wind up? No. Uh, I mean, they. Yeah, they thought it was fun. Like you weren't getting opposition. You were only no, no, getting no, no, it no. from yourself. Yeah. And at that you point. You were uh, nervous. Yeah. And I had dropped out of college. So I didn't have a whole lot going on. So I was like, hey. You had dropped out of college uh, later because weren't you doing these open mics young? Yeah, 23. 20, oh, so you were in college. I had, By then I had dropped and out. And then you dropped out. And I was working at Blue Cross and Blue Shield in Detroit as a customer service rep. <laughs> Why did you drop out of college? We're, this is a long way to get uh, to your sets. Uh, just, who knows? I just was. <laughs> who knows? We should ask Jesse. I just, uh, yeah. Um, I love the bit about it, the hot coffee. I was like, this is great. I mean, that's a whole, I mean, I don't know. It sure, I had a scholarship to, you get a whole deal, but I, uh, I went to Central Michigan, and I wasn't really paying attention to my classes. I was playing a lot of blackjack. And, <laughs> um, you're like... You're like an old soul. Yeah. Has anyone ever told you that? Yeah. You're in college and you're like, eh, I got to get down to the riverboat. <laughs> well, I, I, I taught. It's so dumb. I taught myself how to count cards, which is not that as difficult as people thinks think it is. And uh, how could? Yeah, I, it can't be. It does sound. It has counting and math involved. You're literally just counting cards. We. You mean? But aren't you trying to use those numbers to figure out the probability that you're getting? Yeah, but I mean the. The math behind it is pretty complicated, but using it is very easy. You just count cards. You're, you're counting like high cards minus you know low card, and then you just bet. So it's uh, simple high ver- minus low. Yeah, and whatever. it's basically it's more than any. It's just tedious. It's like having a proofreading job where you're just sitting at a table and just watching the cards go by, and then you, then you bet based on you know. What I don't understand. I this is back when they're using single deck blackjack. This was a, a six-deck shoe, but yeah. A six-deck shoe? I mm-hmm. thought you couldn't count cards if there were six decks. You can count a shoe that's that's like 100 decks. It's just more counting. I don't understand. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, it's, didn't the casinos start using multiple decks to combat counting cards? It's not that it's more difficult to count. It's that the advantage swings slower. Like if you only have one deck, the ratio of high to low can go very you know, volatile. Yeah. But if it's a six deck shoe, it's more like steady. Oh, I see. But it, the advantage remains. Yeah. But it's a very small one. So even, you, even if you're very good at counting cards, your advantage is very small. Really? Yeah. Okay. It'd and there's like, no way to stop it. Really? They could like throw you out. Right. So you can't do it. Did you get in trouble? A couple times. I got, <laughs> it's this whole deal. Um, I got pulled over by the reservation police a couple times. I think they might've been like, pardon us. We, have some reservations. <laughs> okay, come on. Come on. And long story short. No, no, no. Long story long. You got pulled over okay. by the reservation police for counting cards? Yeah, because I, I won like a thousand bucks, which at the time was, I was like the most money I'd ever It's huge. made was like $5 an hour. And, you know. And now you have a grand. Yeah. So, because I moved there with 500 bucks that I'd saved up. And I was like, if I lose this, then I'll just get a job. I'll play with that. And then I wound up winning like six grand. No. 
hell. But then I with, lost most of it. But with yeah. blackjack, yeah, yeah, yeah. You turned five hundred into six grand. I had some lucky swings, and I was just lucky swings. What are you also, chewing on a well, match? I was eighteen, and I didn't give a shit about you know money, and I just got like gold feet fever, and I was just like playing blackjack. That's a term, gold feet fever. Well, I just was like, I was so like you you were up, you were winning. Yeah, when you're like you're invincible. When you have that much money when you're 18, it's like I'm going now. I'm just going to try to win a million. You know, money became like yes, again. Yeah, you're like I don't understand what everyone's complaining about money. Just go win blackjack. Yeah, so I won like a thousand bucks. I pull out of the. Well, you won six, then you lost. Yeah, but one of my first big wins, I won like a thousand bucks. I pull out. I immediately get pulled over by the cops, and he like wants to search my car and all this, and he throws me up against the car. Is he presumably looking for the book How to Count Cards? Who even knows? Win money. So, <laughs> or a confession tape. And Hi, I'm, I'm Jesse. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> and I was scared because I'm like, well, I don't have anything in my. So he's like searching my car, and I remember I had like a I had like a suit coat that I that had a bag of safety pins in it because it had been taken to the dry cleaners and fixed the thing or whatever. <clears throat> he goes, hey, what's with all these safety pins? No. Yeah, and I go, I don't know. He goes, a man doesn't need this many safety pins, and then. Hassling so me. he's he's trying to intimidate. Yeah. Then I went another time and won a bunch of money. I get pulled over again. Same and guy. This time it's like four. Hey, it's like four cops. <laughs> and um, long long story. No, short, long story long. Well, I uh, <laughs> the guy goes. Uh, well, There's four guys. Yeah. They all come out of the car. Yeah. They're all there. And I had and I had to get get out. And one of my headlights was busted. What is this, Porky's? Yeah. So that was the pretense of why there's all these four cops here and stuff. And they, when they searched me, they took out my wallet. And they, they're like, "Where'd you get all this money and all this?" And blah blah blah. You, you didn't look at the, like guys. I'm driving away from a casino. Yeah, yeah. So then it ends. The guy goes, he goes, oh, he goes. I don't want to see you in the north side of town. I don't want to see you in the south side of town. I don't want to see you in the west side of town. I don't want to see you in the east side of town until you get that headlight fixed. <laughs> and they're yeah. just like harassing me. And Out stuff. of yeah. my fucking face. He, I thought he was b- barring you from the casino. He's just like, you better not be driving with a padiddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it just became this thing where they were just, I just, and I, I don't know, I wound up losing most of it and I got a point seven five. So they were after you because you were counting cards. Who even knows? It was just. How do you notice that someone's counting cards? They're not. You can tell by like their when they're raising their bets and by how much. And you'd have to be watching them pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to go. I, I suspect this guy of counting cards, and why would he bet now? Yeah. So like, if you count and you know, like, if you go from like the minimum bet to suddenly you're betting ten times that bet, and then you're in it syncs up to that the deck they could tell that you're counting cards so there's ways to like camouflage it and bet differently and vary your bet and stuff and there's it's like uh in eleven twenty two sixty three, he goes back in time and he, and this is not a spoiler the way he wins money is he makes bets and you're like he he gets in trouble again this is like in the first episode he gets in trouble because he makes a big bet on something obviously he's from the future he knows what's going to happen and i'm like you're gonna get in trouble you should make that bet and three other bets yeah yeah that are wrong you can't just – I'm not a bookie, but that's suspicious, and he keeps doing it. You're like, come on. That's funny. So I feel like counting cards, you could do the same thing. You could do like an erratic forfeit bet. Is there a term for that in gambling culture? I guess they can't. But also like the way I was not playing properly, I was betting way too aggressively for my bankroll, but it's just because I didn't care. So I would, some, I would just go in and bet. Like, I was betting 
Are we drinking while we're gambling? No, I, I didn't. I didn't really? drink, you or took drink, it or, drink or smoke then. Wow. And because uh, when I two drinks in, I'm I'm that guy mm-hmm. at the blackjack table. Yeah. I'm just like all of it. It's just chips. Which is so like I was bet I was sometimes betting like two hundred dollars a hand. Whereas now I just went to Vegas a couple weeks ago and I'm betting like ten dollars a hand and I'll be like, oh maybe I'll go twenty. Like I'm not nearly as reckless, reckless as I was when I was when I because when you're young it's like you, you could be yeah. you could bankrupt and next week you have two hundred dollars again so it doesn't really matter. Right, you're so close to the bottom. Yeah, it's like who even cares? Ah, <laughs> and you have very minimal responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got pulled over twice, and then did you go back to that casino? Yeah, I. I what happened was I was like I'd win like seven hundred bucks. I'm like, well, last time I won a thousand bucks, so I'm going to keep playing. And then you only win four hundred bucks, and the next time you're down three hundred. Well, I got to get back. So I very quickly I just went bananas, Mahoney. Yeah, yeah, and I uh, just lost almost all of it, and then. Um, but then what saved me was I got all my CDs stolen from my dorm and. Somehow it was covered under my parents' homeowner's insurance, and I got like a thousand bucks. No. So then I just didn't. I would go. I started going like once a week to win like fifty bucks, and then that was it. I you just, started learning the the discipline mm-hmm. of gambling. You're yeah. like, let's not go for the golden ring because it's so. There have been a few times in my life where I just like was gambling, trying to pay my bills and stuff, and it was just way too stressful. Grinding it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just blackjack, and then poker, uh, like. I used to play online poker a bit, but it would be like, say, I'm 200 short on my bills, so I'd put $200 in, double it, then take it out and pay my bills, and I never really, oh, really? built up a bankroll or anything like that. But, you you were doing it, you learned how to do it somewhat responsibly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to the extent that that's even possible. But, but is this, this leads to the dropping out, because you're like, I feel like the kids that I know, for example, that didn't go to college at all, mm-hmm. were the kids that had money. Yeah. They were kind of like, what are you doing? I started working with this company, and they're giving me this. I'm talking about, like, you know, uh, home heating and stuff. Yeah, like guy, yeah, guys that get, like, $12 an hour jobs, and they're, like, for, like, 19, they're, like, loaded. So they're, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't have uh, money. But, yeah, so I had this scholarship. <laughs> I didn't uh, have money. And I, my first semester, I got a .75. Then I got, like, a two-something. Wait, a .75 is, is F. 0.75, yeah. yeah. That's F's. I just wasn't going. <laughs> um, Wait, just to be clear, that's F's. Yeah. That's uh, I think the one class I even got a grade in was like discrete math because I just took the test. I just went in and on like the test days. <clears throat> you just have to whisper the answers. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't hear it from me. <laughs> <laughs> like autonomous college. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so then I figured I was probably going to lose my scholarship, so I just dropped out. I went to a community college. Were your parents okay? You're like, I'm, I'm done. No, they thought it was weird because I had like free tuition and, you know. And... <laughs> Meanwhile, you're a rounder. Yeah. You're like, Mom, Dad, <clears throat> listen, I'm an old soul. This is my 5,000th time around and I'm not yeah. taking discrete math again. Oh, it's so embarrassing. So then I went to community college and I just quit going. I was, I was like, I did well in school, but I always was always kind of bored by it i guess which is dumb and uh i was so i was like i had this like you know 20 the 20 year old thought of like why should i pay for college i could read all these books for free yeah. you know and uh, so i was just i was just going i stopped going at a 0.0 i got kicked out to get back in for community college i had to pay ten dollars um <laughs> and agree to take this class called college learning skills 
So I went, I got all A's, but I didn't go to the college learning skills class because it was dumb. And I got an E and I got kicked out again. <laughs> because you didn't take college learning yeah, yeah. skills? Yeah, because you would, you would go to the class and the teacher would be like, tell us about a time when you procrastinated and how it made you feel. And yeah. I'd kind of be like, well, I didn't take out the trash. And Some – I consider myself a smart person. I think obviously mm. you're a smart person as well. And I remember when I got to college for some reason – I think it was always my honesty – there were always these like aptitude tests and kids were like – they're like, uh, stop reading and what word are you on? And they're like, you got to say higher. I was like, but I'm only on word 12 because <laughs> I was nervous because it was a test. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm honest. And then next thing I know, high school and college, I was always being put in like classes that sounded like they were cool. I, I was in fundamentals of writing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to be a writer, which is funny because I am a writer now. And it's like it was the – it was – I called it something because I'm from Boston and we still use the term retard. You right. shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not proud of it, but everyone in the class was like, it's writing for that word. And I was like, shit. Uh, I thought I was – I, yeah, thought, I literally thought like... they selected me and were like, this kid <laughs> is going to be a writer. Next thing I know, they're like, periods are like the stop sign of a sentence. <laughs> the T is big if it starts the paragraph. And I'm like, oh, God. And I remember the teacher – Nancy Knees, that was her name. We had a one-on-one, and she was like, you're not a terrible writer. Like, she, she's kind of like, that was as good as it got. She was like, I just want you, you're not terrible. And I'm like, aha, I'm in the guild, <laughs> Nancy. Go on. Plus, stand-up is the, of course. Is the uh, writing job where you don't really need to worry about grammar. That's so right. Much. But it's also the writing job where if you stink, you're going to feel physical pain. Yeah. So it's like, that's very cute, Nancy, that you wrote a thesis. Yeah, yeah. I'm out there giving it my all. <laughs> Read that thesis at the Comedy Bone. <laughs> yeah, that goes for you. <laughs> South Bend, baby. <laughs> See if it plays in Peoria. She was actually very sweet. I was grateful for her. But uh, but I resent it. It happened in high school, too. I was always being put in those classes where they were like, you need to learn how to take notes, how to listen. And I was like, I don't think... I think the problem is what you guys are saying is incredibly dull. Yeah. I still contend that that's what it was. You weren't interesting me. You know in movies where they're like, this is a bad student, and then someone's like, I just think you're not challenging him. And you're always like, the kid's probably just like a fucking dummy. <laughs> I, I, It really can be, and I think it is a lot of the time, this kid is bored as shit. Yeah. Like, it's just not grabbing me. It's, yeah, a lot of, if you aren't interested, it's, you know. Give me a class on Steve Martin. You'll see my notes fill up. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I'll write a thesis. So you're, you didn't, you got booted because you didn't take the class you clearly didn't need because yeah. you got all A's. Because I just wasn't. And I kept telling, I go, no, I just flunked out because I wasn't trying. Because they were, they were talking to me because I got a 0. 0.0 as if yes. I tried my best and got a 0. 0.0. And it's like, right. no, nobody, I wouldn't even be able to function if I like what. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. then I was like, yeah. And then I just started working. and They're handing you donuts. Yeah, yeah. They're telling you that your parents can be called if you're, if you're uncomfortable. <laughs> and so I just did, you know, odd jobs and. Yeah, I probably got to do something. And for some, I, I obviously wasn't thinking I could do stand up as a as like a living, so I had no idea how the business even. Is this pre sheet? Yeah, this is so, pre sheet. So then, yeah, so then I just start. I was working. This um, is like a hero's story. This is a good movie. And you know, so I got a job at customer service at Blue Cross and Blue Shield, and uh, so I'm just talking on the phone all day, and that kind of helped me 
work up the confidence to like do Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, because I was Seinfeld just, sold light bulbs over the phone. Just doing like a hundred phone calls a day, just talking, talking, talking. So I was like, yeah, I can. You know, and like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, yeah. It probably happened to you ten times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Like someone was like, "Fuck off!" Oh yeah, for sure. Cause... I'm trying to masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but sir, what if what if your penis comes blood? I mean, you need Blue Cross. Uh huh. Well, I was in dental, vision, and hearing, so we didn't get into the penis. So. <laughs> what if your penis comes teeth? <laughs> oh, God. That would be probably covered under medical rather than dental, but uh, <laughs> I can forward you over. To the... <laughs> I think dental is anything involving teeth. Yeah. I slipped on teeth. That's why I'm here. <laughs> you have a cut in your head. <laughs> but it was teeth. Well, get you, the little mirror. Well, you get two free cleanings a year. Eighty percent on bite wings. <laughs> it's I so it's so funny. I when you still know all this stupid arcane stuff from old jobs like like fucking procedure codes For or sure. and it just comes to you. Oh god, yeah, it's so funny. Bite wings. So you started getting confidence in an unlikely place. Yeah, play that Rocky theme. Mm. God, You're training. Then... You're getting stronger. <laughs> You're on your way. We're getting closer to the sheet. And I had just nothing. I just enough not going on to be like, I got to do something. <laughs> I can't just be some dickhead working at Blue Cross and Blue Shield. You know, you, you were out. bored. Yeah. Hey, hanging out with who? <laughs> well, well, plus, like a lot of my friends were graduating college and getting married and stuff like that. And I was, and, you know, I had fun, but it's like, I can't just like hang out at Denny's and go to bars and then. <laughs> Do that forever. It's you know getting I mean? old. Yeah, yeah. Well, how old are you at this point? Like 23, 22, 23. Have a sip. Have a sip. We're, I've been watching you need some water. Sorry. Uh, no, please. It, did you see that Charlie Rose with Letterman where he's trying to light a cigar? No. It's hilarious. It's not that. It's not like must-see for the cigar, but it is funny that Charlie Rose just keeps asking him questions, and Letterman keeps trying. Like a sip is a second. Lighting a cigar is a nice... And at one point, Letterman just goes like, Charlie, I- I'd give you $1,000 if I could just light the cigar. <laughs> I saw Dave Chappelle in Michigan once, years ago. It's also my Aziz. No. <laughs> and he had a cigarette with him, and he kept... It was driving me insane. Yeah. Because his whole set, he was almost lighting it, and then not lighting it. And like, I was like, light the cigarette. It's driving me Dwayne Kennedy, very funny guy from Chicago. Uh, I-, I believe he's from Chicago. Uh, I think he's out here. Um, he does this thing. It's a good technique, or he did 10 years ago when I saw him, where he has a glass of wine and he'd do this thing where he'd be like, he'd kind of like sneak discreet math style the punchline and he'd be like, you know, you go down to the 7-Eleven and you ask him, hey, what's that 7 for? And then he looks like he's about to sip the wine and then he pulls it away and he's like, more like 8-Eleven. You know what I mean? Mm. More like 9-Eleven. This isn't a real joke. But the whole time, if you pick up He's never sipping the wine. He's just using it As like a, Chappelle. Yeah. It's like it's just something for him to do or something to cue us that, oh, I think he's about to be quiet, but then he violates that by talking. It'll drive you nuts. Yeah, yeah. It'll drive you nuts. So uh, you're like, okay, my friends are getting married. I'm working for Blue Cross, Blue Cross Blue Shield. I haven't done stand-up in ages, and I'm starting to atrophy. Yeah, so I just I did the did the sheet show. Well, well, then comes the diner and the and the, and the no. That was that, that was, was the before. other time. Yeah, yeah. But then you're like, all right, 
I'm going to come back to stand-up out of nowhere? It had only been like a month or two. It, okay. it isn't like it had been six years. And I was like, I'm back in the game. In boys. the movie it was that just, I'm yeah, going to yeah. write about yeah, yeah. this, <laughs> starring you as yourself, the pop story. <laughs> it's a year. <laughs> yeah. So I send the tape in, and I get to go to Boston. And uh, Well, you, you send a tape in with no audience, just doing bits that you hadn't done in a month. And you had only done three times anyway. And of those three times, you only did them once. Yeah. So it's the second time you've ever told the jokes. And you're in front of a sheet that was singed. Yeah. And your friends are there and they're not really laughing. And you sent it in and you got it? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think there was any way. So I go and I did it. And then I... Uh, did they call you? No, I just Email? got... You got a letter. A letter? It was, like, it was like the year 2000. You get a letter in the first class mail. <laughs> first class <laughs> mail? Uh... With all the mailers. And then they told me, they go, yeah, you know, normally when someone sends in a homemade tape, they're always nuts. Yeah. But we thought you had kind of funny jokes. So we, it even we, addressed it. It was yeah, like, yeah. look, this is kind of a risk. Yeah. So they, and <laughs> I did win, uh, Eugene Merman won. Ah, I remember when Eugene Merman won. And then, uh, so, but it's like, so I knew that I was green and I wasn't going to win, but just it gave me confidence to know that I at least, you know, I wasn't crazy. Yeah. So then I just did it for like another year or two. And then I. But wait, you got to do real shows in front of real audiences. Yeah, yeah. And also in. I mean, was that fun or. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was a Were huge. You nervous? Yeah, very. Freaking out. But. Uh, but real clubs now. I mean, not open mics. Yeah. Well, the other thing that's weird about Michigan is the open mics are not like how they are here. They were like real shows. You, it would be a club uh, at, at like it's off at its off night. And you'd oftentimes have sometimes 60, 70 regular people. Yeah. So it was I don't even know how you would even start out here or back in New York where the mics are just like eight comics. And the lines then the mic I'm talking about in Chicago where I would see Dwayne Kennedy, for example. Would you know it was a coin flip? Sometimes it'd be only comics, but then every once in a while, like Michigan, why are there fifty regular people here? Yeah. And why is this the best night ever? Even the bad ones are great entertainment. It's kind yeah. of like the American Idol, yeah, model. yeah, yeah. And like people came, yeah, and it, and was, it was fun. Yeah, oftentimes it was. There were some shows or some free bar shows that were essentially mics that would be packed. Yeah. And everyone would kill and it was great. So you had some experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're going up on a show with Eugene and other decent uh I love Eugene, I'm saying oh, other yeah, yeah. comedians on the show were decent guys. Yeah, yeah. And uh so I did that. I you know, I didn't do great, but it that was fun. I wasn't expecting to do great. You know, I just wanted and then so I just went back. Then I did Laugh Riots again in Chicago. Oh, that was two thousand one and Lavelle Crawford. Well, you submitted it again. Yeah. And got it again. You got it again. But didn't I did a little better. Then the third year, I sent in a tape, and they said I didn't get into Laugh Rights. So I was like, oh, my God, I thought that was a good tape. And then they say, oh, do you want to just do Premium Blend? They're going to go around. So then I did that. And go then, around. Yeah. <laughs> Huge laugh. Why is that such a big laugh? So I did that, and... It was fine. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. And but then, now you're submitting actual tapes, real tapes that you're doing in shows. You're getting better. Yeah. You're learning. You can repeat jokes. You can build a set. And then they they say you're in. Yeah. So I did. Ann and Joanne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Ann and Joanne. Oh, Joe yeah, Ann. for sure. Um, and you did Premium Blend. Yeah. Who else was on your show? Um, Aaron Foley. Uh-huh. Sherrod Small. Yeah, and really. Hal Sparks. I'm not afraid of... 9-11, I'm afraid of the Q train. That was Sherrod, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sherrod's premium blend. I, I don't remember the other ones. And uh, I didn't... It was okay? It was fine. Why? My premium blend, you know how there's like five sets, mm -hmm. or four sets, 
and one of them is conspicuously shorter than the other. Yeah, they like yeah, yeah. That was mine. Okay, yeah. Mine is three minutes. Oh yeah. My, and they and they trimmed out a callback. They trimmed out the callback that made the bit the bit. Yeah. In my opinion. Uh, and plus. <laughs> Well, plus also the I jokes. I haven't watched mine in years, uh, but the jokes that I did are not jokes. Most of there was the one. There's a couple okay jokes, but I just wouldn't do those jokes now. And yeah. so I just. Uh, oh, interesting. I can't. Uh, I sorry. You no. Know, oh, one thing that was funny. You have to submit a bio. You know, there's write your. I guess to like write your intro. And I forget what I did. I just wrote a joke bio. I forget what was in it, but. The intro that they came up with was Jesse Pop just gave up a promising career in insurance sales or something, and oh, and wow. I was like, I go, actually, that's not true. Um, actually, I just I uh, by then I uh, worked at Fort. I go, I just work at Fort in Fort in like one of the legal offices and whatever. So then the in- in- it became Jesse Pop just gave up a promising career as a lawyer. Oh my God! And then I didn't want to be the guy who's. You know, and then I was like, oh, it would be kind of funny if anybody knows me because they know I'm not a lawyer. And then so when I did the show, like at the bar afterwards, some comic was like, that takes guts, bro, to give up. That's I, I really respect that. And I'm like, so yeah, funny. I'm going back on Monday and I make twelve dollars an hour. Ah, <laughs> that's my legal fees. <laughs> if I'm your counsel, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in trouble. That's hilarious. There actually were a lot of guys that went lawyer to stand-up, too. Yeah. That's just kind of an aside. That's kind of weird. So it went okay. Yeah, it's fine. It was fine. I, I didn't feel great about it, but it was fun, you know? Right. It was a fun, and then it was a good credit. I could just start doing, like, you know, what, like, back then, if you're in, like, Michigan, you can just say, I did Premium Blend, and oh you can get to go work at some bowling alley. They to, don't even, yeah. To bring up Prescott Tolk again, he did Premium Blend before any of us, and I remember just being like... <gasps> Like Tom McCaffrey, yeah, yeah, had done Premium Blend. Rusty Ward had done Premium Blend, and I was like, <gasps> like I literally, my breath would be taken away when I saw them. Yeah, that's yeah. how like impressed I was, and that they and they could do any show in New York. It seemed. Yeah, now that's not uh, the no. Premium Blend credit doesn't work as well now. <laughs> doesn't open as many doors. <laughs> Comedy Cabana slammed shut. That was Premium Blend. Before oh yeah, the A list. <laughs> Two drink minimum. <laughs> I'm excited because we're getting very close to the lore, the the lore. Yeah, yeah. Of of Jesse Pop and, and the farm. So you get. Oh, I forgot that's what we started. That's where with. we're going. That's where we're heading. We're, I've I've heard a lot of lore about you. You're a lore guy. Yeah. So you get premium blood. Now you have a credit. Yeah. And you're living in New York now. No, I'm still in Michigan now. I'm working at Ford Motor Company. Oh right, fifteen an hour and working in bowling alley. And uh, did that till about oh five, and then me and Vince Averill decided. To move to New York, so you had a buddy, yeah, and also like Brent Sullivan. As far as guys that you you know, we yeah. all we all started out to, to uh, you know. And then did you all move together? Vince and I did. Brent came out like a year or two after. Okay, so Vin- need yeah. <laughs> I was hanging out with Brent last night. No, that's funny. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, so Vince and I got a place. We were there, and so uh, you know, I'm just temping and working all these crummy jobs just always cutting it very close and hard to do in new york yeah very hard to do anywhere but and then i had a temp job i got laid off and then for uh, not taking the basics yeah. course <laughs> it was like after the yeah i was temping at this uh at this investment firm and they just like uh, it was like in 09 so they just got rid of a bunch of jobs uh-huh. after the you know financial thing so i was looking for work couldn't find it just trying just it was just like living with vince 
Yeah. Where? Uh, Bushwick. Yeah, I lived in Bushwick. Yeah. What real, stop? Uh, Montrose. Montrose. I yeah. was the Montrose stop. I didn't know that. It was a real dirt. That's where bag. Matt and I lived. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know where we lived? Right there on Mass Okay, Hall. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like half a block from the stop. That's funny. Was that your deli? That's where we got yeah. our uh, bacon, egg, and cheese? All yeah. that shit. Those were our stomping grounds. And Danny's. The, the pizza place. Mm-hmm. That's Matt and I ate, I believe it's called Danny's. Yeah, yeah. We ate there like two times a day. It was so like funny. We're constantly eating there. And then we'd smoke pot and we'd go down and get ice cream at, uh, there's two yeah. bodegas there and we'd go to the-, the We would go to the Sammy Q. Sammy Q. Which was right on, which was right on Montrose and like uh, Graham. I bet that's where we went too. And there was that liquor store that had the bulletproof glass mm-hmm. that you had to slide the money under, and Duck Duck, which is still there. Mm-hmm. It's double wide now. Yeah. Duck Duck's nice. nice I was now. just back there a few months. It's almost the same, but then there'll be like a microbrewery, and then like the check cashing place is now like, you know, whatever, something right. nice. And It's just a bank now. <laughs> it, it's funny. The Montrose L stop is, in my opinion, the only stop that hasn't really improved. You go to Graham or Grand. Lorimer and, and Bedford were always nice, obviously, when we were there. But uh, Montrose is the one that it just takes a break. You go one more, I think that's where you're getting, like, your coal oven pizza and, like, a yoga studio. But Montrose looks the same. Yeah. Like, and- we went in our building, and I was like, this still sucks. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of – I even saw a couple of the same old neighborhood guys <laughs> – no way. <clears throat> with just slightly bigger guts. That's so and then, funny. Yeah. The laundromat across the street? That's where we used yeah, to yeah, carry yeah, yeah. our huge bags of laundry up six flights. Oh, like, that's God. so hard. But, I mean, it's just kind of a fond memory of, like, that's what doing laundry used yeah. to be. <laughs> it was fun. But, we were, you know, it is. we were all just hand-to-mouth, just For sure. complete dirt bags. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it was a blast. But I just couldn't know. I just was <laughs> running. It's this crazy story. But... I just finally ran out. I was trying to come up. By then, uh, Vince was gonna. Vince was leaving to move in uh, with his uh, girlfriend at the time. And uh, now what? No, different girl. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody had a pass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he waited all these. You know, um, <laughs> all these years to get married. They've been together for fourteen yeah. years. Um, so we, the lease was up and I needed to find a spot. I had no money and I was, I was, I was kind of like, if I don't come up with a contingency plan, I'll figure something out. And then the lease was up. I had no money and it was this whole crazy thing. And, um, I just like wound up having to throw most of my shit in the garbage and I got on a train. I had like $80 left, got on the train, went home to Michigan and then my brother-in-law's family, Runs this uh, has owned this like it just uh, didn't work like that thing in the movie where you're like we'll figure something out yeah you didn't you couldn't figure it out yeah I there was, was nothing just, to figure yeah, out yeah it was like I have no money I have no job I have no place if I had maybe one of those things I could figure it out but it right. was like I was just I just couldn't wow. Uh, wow. so I was like oh god I was like well that's it I'm ruining my life I'm looking I was like how am I going to make enough because back then you know there was not like there were a lot of jobs in you know, back in Michigan, it's just going right. to take me forever to save up enough money to come back out here. But luckily, my uh, brother-in-law gave me a job at his apple orchard. and This is the farm lore. Yeah. So I worked there. It was actually really fun. I worked there for a whole summer. I'm just going to Garrison Keillor this memory. Yeah. And I'm just picturing you romping and you're picking apples. You're tan. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. beautiful boy. And um, <laughs> it was because it, it's the, the exact opposite of being – of being unemployed in Brooklyn is working on a farm in uh, Michigan. So yeah. it was like, it was fantastic. You're picking apples? Uh, I went back I before. I dental insurance. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I drove the tractor because uh, it was a uh, pick your own 
orchard, so I drive the tractor of people around. And do the people that own the pick your own orchards look at the people picking like fool? <laughs> <laughs> we have to pay to have that done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they pay us <laughs> for the privilege. Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> they do pick some, and then they then they sell it in the store. But also, like, yeah. you know, they do the strawberries. Like I cut the grass. You know, you go and you thin out the peaches, you weed whack the strawberries, you yeah. do all this shit, you know. And and you liked it. Yeah. I wasn't – I'm not a good – I'm good at jobs that are just exercise, like when I worked as a mover, but I'm not good with tools. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, like my brother-in-law said that he uh, he kind of liked having me there because I was always in a good mood and I didn't complain, but it took me forever to do a lot of stuff. Oh, that's <laughs> because, funny. Because, because also I would be like, you know, thinning peaches – with like a guy who's been there for fifteen summers, so he's he's obviously like Good you know it. yeah yeah he's, you know he's so like, he's lapping you yeah yeah and I'm like <laughs> okay they'll thin this peach here and, pull this one out. and then you know <laughs> and you know driving the tractor up you and were down. the lovable guy mm-hmm. he's funny he doesn't do it very quickly <laughs> he didn't take the farming basics course we told him to take yeah everything I did I was learning how to do it the first time so it took me a while wow that's great man somebody was like patient yeah, yeah they were yeah, like yeah. all right let's give Jesse a thing can I here's where I'll tell you the lure uh-huh. Jesse pop got Conan he quit quit you know what I mean people mm-hmm. make stories better he quit he didn't quit he went to Michigan and you got Conan from a submission, you realized that it was due the next day, and you wrote your writing packet on a BlackBerry sitting on a tractor. No, th- that's that's <laughs> funny. That's that's combining two stories. I so I went back to New York, and I bumped into. I uh, was trying to get office jobs, and you moved back to New York. Yeah. Oh, you were on the farm for a while. Yeah, for like a summer, and then you came back to New York. Basket of apples on your yeah. arm. <laughs> And I got a job working as a mover, which was way better than office work. So I was just doing that. I did that for like a year. Then one day, and you uh, liked it, okay? Yeah, it's I mean it's hard work, but it's way better than like an office job because you're the day just, has to pass pretty quickly. Yeah, and it pays better, and, and it's uh, like Tetris. Yeah, yeah, it's just I get it running up and yeah, yeah, um, and you're probably feeling like better shape, active, blood pump, and all that. And stuff. And you can eat and drink like a pig, and yeah, not even it's still hard to. I I had trouble even just keeping weight on really sometimes you'd lose like 10 12 pounds a week and then you just have to like uh, stuff your face just to get it back on really yeah, so it was actually kind of fun but then a little kind of annoying the mover <laughs> diet yeah yeah um we're gonna so, sell that idea <laughs> i think they did that on yeah at some sitcom just work like so oh, it was nathan for you oh really nathan for you were like uh here's the diet you're gonna lose weight and it was essentially just it was a moving that's hilarious <laughs> and people fell for it um, or it was edited to look that way. I'm not sure. So, uh, yeah. So, so then one day I had kind of had a half day. I just had to take a truck into like a break shop or something. And my manager at the time emailed me was like, Conan's taking packets until the end of the day. You mean your man, your com- your showbiz manager? Yeah, yeah. I thought your your manager at the moving yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know this is weird, <laughs> but uh, Conan's taking submissions. So I just went to Starbucks and uh, got on my. I had an iPod. So I got on my Wi-Fi and. Wrote some premises down, and then I wrote some jokes in the break shop, and I ran home, typed it all out, and uh, then they're like, send us another packet, like 15, 20 jokes. Did that, and then like, you start and... Wait, do- so you did the requirement of what they wanted for the first... Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like three monologue jokes? You know, it was like, it was supposed to be like one to two pages, and I did the thing where I just did like the term paper thing, where it's just like 
onto the second page as one joke on the second page because that's all I had, you know. Oh, that's so good. And then um, it's technically two, one to two pages. Yeah, <laughs> sue me. <laughs> Basically, you trumped them. Yeah, yeah. Sue me. <laughs> it's technically two pages. It's gorgeous. Uh, so then I sent in another packet, and then like a week goes by, and I was back at Michigan visiting, and they said, "You want to start in like two weeks?" I was like, "Okay." And then, Shut up. Yeah, yeah. So I worked a couple more shifts. You took a couple more ships because I I like needed the money and also I didn't you want to just leave it. Move. And yeah, but it's so that job is so hard. It's so much harder when you know like you don't like in like you're gonna you're go. on the way out. Yeah, yeah. So, if you think you're stuck, oh, you know what I mean. Yeah. If you think you're gonna be doing it for a while, all right. But if you're like pretty soon, my fat ass in a leather <laughs> chair, going, what if Conan takes off his shirt? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, Jesse, no. So the- <laughs> that was them declining your pitch. Yeah, yeah. I used to pitch that every day. <laughs> More topless. <laughs> just let me see it. Let's just run it through. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then that was that. Did you that got it. Yeah. You got it. It was crazy. I didn't think. I was kind of just doing it like as a lark, you know. Yeah. And then. Well, you had a reputation though, just like your friends saw this strange comedy golden boy who is like. In, in his own way, sounds like you're a fucking mess. That's not what I mean. In his own way, like you're not grotesquely ambitious in that, like, I gotta be me. But you're clearly the real deal. And people are like, it seems to me like, I feel like people at Conan reading your submission, well, they, they probably read it blind, knew this is a guy. This is a, this is a mercenary out there. He's eating squirrels. Yeah. But he could be killing foxes for us. You know what I mean? I feel like they knew who you were. I doubt that. I don't Comedy know. knows who you are. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like a legend. I'm so I feel kidding. like JP Buck and all those guys must have been like, this is, this is good. This is no. a guy. I don't know if they. I don't think I didn't really know anybody there. I, I, I knew some of the writers like a little bit, like yeah. Comers and some of the guys that I'd met. You know what? I'm making the story not as good. They didn't know who you were, <laughs> and they, they rolled the dice on old Pop. And, yeah, yeah. and how many years were you there? A little over two. That's great. And did then, you did it, did it serve you? Did you like the? Structure of going in and throwing jokes at the wall. Yeah, it's weird because I had never, I never, I always write a lot. I'd never written every day. I never wrote stuff out. Right. Uh, I never wrote. It's you know, it's very specific kinds of jokes. Right. So you have to kind of you know, I normally don't even do one liners. So it's just sort of it was kind of an interesting. And you have to write in his voice. Yeah. And now you have TV things saying what you can and can't say. Yeah, and it's weird because it almost like. Like the uh, the my own joke writing brain kind of like atrophied. Like I wasn't writing for myself at all because I just wasn't getting. You're just like you know, writing those kinds of jokes and stuff. And like you would try to write your own stuff, and you're just writing like uh, coming up with ideas for like the coffee table books or whatever. And I'm like, no, this is now it's me. I have to write my and it's, you know, or like you're trying to write a joke, and then it's like. In a related story or something, you know, it was like, ah, no, get out of there. <laughs> so it took some getting used to. Yeah, yeah. But now you're making good money, I have to imagine. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Better than, yeah, when I moved there, I had like $300. Right. So. You those extra shifts. Yeah, and then. Uh, and now you're making showbiz cash. Yeah, which I just didn't. I was just saying, I was still living, I probably lived like more of a pauper than when I, because I just like, I have to save, 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 save. So I was just in a studio on like a, on like a futon and like. 
you hear those Hannibal stories. I don't think it's true anymore, but he would do the same thing. Yeah. Be I didn't even buy a car. I rode the bus for like my first year. Really? Yeah, because I didn't want to buy a car. I thought it'd be a waste of money. Interesting. And then, yeah, I was I was a mental case. It was too it was too stressful. I almost didn't even enjoy it because I was like, I have to save money, and then. <laughs> in hindsight, I probably would have you know cut loose a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> Deathbed confessions. I should have cut loose. <laughs> and then what? So Conan laid off people as well. I have to. Yeah, yeah. So then I. Uh, and uh, yeah, then I was kind of uh, show business. It's a long story, but uh, what do you mean? You know, everything that happened these last couple of years have just been one mess after another. Is that right? What do you mean? I know, yeah, I, just I, had, know, I know not of these messes. Well, I've had a couple, you know, road gigs, writing jobs. I had a manager that I don't have anymore. And uh, what were the were, were the road gigs disasters? No, they're fine. Oh, they're fine. And then I had family stuff going on, and then so well, I was back in Michigan. And what was that? Like my mom died, and I so you six. So I was doing that, and then I was writing some scripts, and nothing happened with it. And then was it sudden? Your mom passed. Well, yeah, but she was just. It was like a like in a nursing home and hospice and all that. Okay. That. So I was back in Michigan a lot, and then uh, doing road gigs, wrote some scripts. Nothing happened with that. Movie scripts. Uh, sitcom pilots. Yeah. And then uh, trying to get uh, another writing job. Yeah. And then I wrote on one pilot, and then I don't have this. I don't have reps anymore. I'd like that kind of stop. That. Why? <laughs> Who knows? Well, I just don't have the ones now, and then I just haven't. Oh, it just sounded like maybe it was a story. Did they did they kick you to the curb? Or you kicked them to the curb. A little bit of, uh, but, but yeah, it was <laughs> mutual. Yeah, it's, it's just a long. I don't I... know. I, yeah. But <laughs> you seem very uncomfortable right now. I'm just trying to calibrate how weird I want to make it. <laughs> Keep the levels right where you want them. That's honest. Keep them where you want them. But it wasn't a good thing. You lost your reps and you were, or, but it was kind of like, oh, fuck them. But yeah, also yeah. like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. So then, uh, you know, at this point, I, it's not like I have, I haven't, I probably, in, in hindsight, when I left Conan, I probably should have gotten a writing job right away just to get, stay in the mix. Right. But I was kind of like, yeah, I've got some money saved up. I want to get back. I was starting to miss stand-up. I got these scripts. Something will happen to get some road gigs. And then a lot of the stuff that uh, I was under the impression was happening was not actually happening. I'll say that. Uh, on the rep side. Yeah. Who, yeah who knows? Yeah. Who, who knows? knows? Who knows what's going on? Well, you thought there were kind of show-busy, don't-worry kid cigar promises. Yeah, or just things that like, you know, I, I, I would later find out that some things weren't uh, – how I thought they were. But anyway. Um, so if, if people take something from this, some sort of advice, it's like, hey, uh, be careful. You need yeah, to get details. Yeah. You know, find out what's going on. <laughs> if it seems weird. Because like, also, I'm like, I've never, most of this stuff I've never done before. Right. So there were things that weren't quite adding up. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, what the hell do I know? You know? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, anyway. So then for a while, I was just like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to do my own thing and get book stuff on my own. And that didn't go very well. And book, uh, uh, shows. Yeah, shows or road gigs or wait for like a writing job and something. Right. And then so I just did this album. So hopefully I just recorded a new album. You stink. So hopefully, yeah, You Stink Part 2. But Wait, so. there's another one? No, I, I, I just did one like uh, last oh. Like a month ago or something, so I'm going to try to Muzzle. put it out. Oh, yeah. that's great. And then I have in a couple of weeks soon? Hopefully, yeah. Well, we can, you know, plug it in the old intro. Yeah. And then I'm working on a third one because I've got all this material piled up. I just thought the best move might be to just put out a bunch of albums and maybe get things going that way. Sure. 
Again, that's kind of what Gaffigan did. I remember before his first, like, proper CD, he would just kind of print his own CD, sort of, of before anyone else. Economics 2 was one of them. (laughs) Luigi's Doghouse. These are albums, these are the lesser known Gaffigan. That's funny. And that was, I think that was. I remember, for example, when T.J. Miller did his like hip hop album, he called it a, a PR stunt. Mm-hmm. So there is something about flooding the market with a lot of Jesse Pop, and and letting the work speak for itself, sort of thing. Well, it's funny because I did my first one, and I wanted to do my second one right away, but you know my reps at the time said, "No, you got to wait at least a year." So by the time I waited a year, there was all this stuff going on, and then uh, I was like, "Okay, I'll." worry about this in a few months and then it just kept going and going and then by then i couldn't i was having trouble getting road gigs and and then so just now i finally was like i gotta just put this out and yeah so we'll see so doing it on your own was harder i guess than maybe you thought no just getting like a just getting the gig and stuff and whatever and uh yeah we'll see i think about but when you look back because I know exactly what you're talking about. The first, like, uh, Joe DeRosa, who mm-hmm, wrote yeah. on my talk show, then, like, kind of swung from show to show to show. Did you have an opportunity to do that? Or or when you said, like, I should have got a writing job right away, did you, like, say no to something? Or no, was it-, it was weird. Well, it was, um, like, it was odd. Like, right after I got laid off, like, all these shows were taking packets. And I was like, yeah, I don't really want to go. I understand. It was, like, literally, like, a week or two. And yep. I was like, I can't. I don't want to get right back into you this. You just had so much oatmeal, and now it's yeah. like, you want some oatmeal? Because it's like, like, I, I just know. didn't want it. Like, I wanted to, you know, I think sometimes, you know, some reps, they just kind of want you to just, like, go away, be a staff writer and stuff. And if you want to... Well, it's an easy thing. Yeah. If you want to, you're like a widget in their index fund or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it's like, no, I wanted to, and also... No, I've had a lot of friends with that feeling. I had the family stuff going on, so I wanted to be in Michigan. I was I was sometimes in Michigan for, like like a month at a time and stuff. And so I was right. like, yeah, taking a full-time job just isn't really a right. great idea. Um, so I passed up on even, you know, sending in a lot of packets. And then about eight months later, like I just wasn't hearing about stuff. And then I don't know. It was just it's one of those bad feelings of like, I think something's happening somewhere and I'm not aware of it. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm not getting invited to the party anymore. I don't literally mean a party. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So then, um, as if you didn't know what I meant. Yeah. So it was a weird thing where, like, the things I wanted to do I weren't happening. The things I didn't want to do I didn't have to because I, you know, had saved a little bit of money. And then suddenly I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> now there's not even the things that I didn't want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, boy. But that all happened in the space of, like, a year and a half. And so business moves so quickly Yeah. that then it's like, you know. And then you go to a couple, like, pitch meetings and you start to feel like – you know, like you're like in Willie Loman or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, it was just it was just fun. I remember I went to one Jesse Pop in Death of a Comedian. Yeah, I don't mean that. No, I'm yeah. making a Willie Loman yes and joke. I think you're great. No, Here we are. But I pitched a couple things <laughs> like these web things, and then like there's a long pause, and they're like, "We're looking for things that might go viral." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. And then I went outside and my car had been towed. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's funny not to add on to the uh, the Eeyore period of your life. which no, it, was, it was still – I mean, I still had fun. It was just sort of right. like – and I was like, yeah. But didn't you – because the other lore I heard – I remember you did your half hour – and then somebody told me that, like, the mic shorted or something. Well, that's that's kind of funny. I did 
I was in the middle of like the opening bit. I took a sip of water. So you got a half hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is after Conan. This is somewhat recent. During Conan. During Conan. So that's a great year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. I did that. And then, um, but Wait, that. Go ahead. No, sorry, sorry. I p- accidentally spilled water on my shirt and I'm in the middle of the bit and they're like, on the God mic, they're like, stop, stop the taping. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? They're like, we need to fix your shirt. And I was like, what? And then so I had to go off. For the, continuity. Yeah, they, I had to take my shirt off steam clean my shirt and i'm like so i had to go back and do the bit or what so i start the bit up again then uh oh god something ha- i leave i i do my there's some sort of technical problem where i had to do like another bit a pickup yeah and then i had purposefully cut a bit out just because i wanted to keep my set short and they're like you got to go back out and do that one bit so I go out and do that bit again. So you had to go back and forth, back and forth? So I was sort of joking around each time that I went out. I think I had to go out like another... So what's oh what's, what's fun, funny is if you watch it, when I'm finally done, I get a standing O. But it's mostly just from me having the to relief. come back out and then me like goofing around and stuff. Right, so it was kinda, right. But uh, yeah, it was, it was fine. It was just a couple goofy... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, again, the story was improved in the retelling. That's funny. They're like, the water spilled. It went on the mic. The mic... Like lit on fire, <laughs> you know, all these things. I stabbed a man to death. Yeah. So you, you have a half hour out there. Yeah, yeah. That's no small <clears> thing. <throat> and and then the Conan, but uh, were you close with your mother? Yeah. You were? Yeah, yeah. It was just like a long, she had like a couple strokes and <clears throat> it was like a nursing home for like six months, not really having her wits about her. Then she had another stroke and then that was like basically like brain dead. Oh, there was so. a period where it was kind of like. She wasn't quite there, or yeah, yeah. Well, she was. She, she had this. Turns out, she had this disease that causes. It's called uh, what's it called? Cerebral amyloid angiopathy. It's just like a progressively worse strokes and stuff. There's nothing you can do about it. So, like mini strokes are full on like debilitating. Well, it's a slowly progressive weakening. Like I think of, there's a mi- a mini stroke. You can just oh sorry, I just yeah. Had a stroke. In fact, when she first had her big stroke, yeah, they had found like a series of smaller brain bleeds that had gone un. Because it was like the early stages of this thing. Yeah. So then she was in like she was basically brain dead in like hospice for like eight months, and then so it was just kind of like getting all the shit together, getting rid of the house and hospice but, in the house you grew up in. No, no, we had just we had to get rid of her house for like money purposes, like insurance and all that. But uh, yeah, so it was a drag. So it was just like uh, that was like a year and a half. But uh, you have siblings? Yeah, sister with my mom, and then I have uh, two half brothers. Basically, my yeah. Two younger half brothers with my dad and my stepmom. So that's like one whole brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both uh, ass. I'm just kidding. No, I, 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 I am close with my with my brothers. I'm just so this is that's like a that's like a freight train. That's a lot of that's a heavy. You yeah. have gone through a heavy thing. Yeah, it was a long. It was just uh yeah. So I was doing that and go. You know, I go from here to Michigan to like. South Dakota, to Minnesota, to Michigan, to L.A., to whatever. Doing and, gigs. Yeah, it was just going back and forth from here. And so by the end, I was just sort of like, just physically just sort of like worn out. And sure. So, and then I took a couple months, and I kept thinking, it was so weird, like, I, for like two years, I kept thinking I was like maybe two months from getting things going again and then it just kept not like new things kept like right. <laughs> by right. the end i was like yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know what to do but well, where uh, are you right now i mean i'm fine you know I, I, I did the album i'm not working right now but you know picking up trying to pick up road gigs and right. writing writing a lot so it'll be fine it's the you know it's all like right place right time 
like every break I've gotten, I had no sense that it was brewing. So, you know, and when it's so weird when you try to get some nice reminder, it's when you work on specifically work on things, it like never happens. But then one day you just find out about something. So it's just about getting irons in the fire and whatever. Yeah. Well, that's, that's an, that's advice that Conan gave me that I love is uh, maybe you heard him say something similar is he's like, there's all this noise. Everybody's playing their instruments and changing it up and shooting fireworks. That's what show business feels like. Everybody's like, look at me, look at me, look at me. And he was like, I always looked at my career. Like I had a triangle, like Mm -hmm. a musical instrument, the triangle. He's just like, I just kept hitting the triangle, just one note, but it was the only triangle in all the mess. And he's like, no matter what happened, I just kept hitting that note, knowing that the people listening to the cacophony of noise would be like, hey, what, what's, that, what's that triangle that we've been hearing for years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this one consistent – that's also Gaffigan-heavy podcast, but he was like, you just want to get to the point where it's un, undeniable, which is – to me, you're at that point. It's mm. like you're so funny. Oh, thanks. And writing is such a no-brainer. I mean, I, I, I hope uh, – yeah, I mean, I, I'm making it sound like cr- it's not as crazy as it sounds. But uh, no, yeah. when you put it all together, it sounds like a crazy story. Oh yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a, it's a very low time. Well, it wasn't great. No, I know, but when yeah. you put it all together, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if that's you, what you're saying. If you condense it to like a 30 second story, it sounds. It's one know, of those things where at the end you go like, Jesus, I, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I did. <laughs> but if you, yeah, but if you spread it out over, there yeah, some ice cream sandwiches yeah. during. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. It'll be fine. Yeah. We had uh, – I, I, I really hope it does. So now the albums and the touring and putting together some stuff uh, for that, that that all makes sense. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are good shows. I'm sure it'll be good. I, I asked Vince for some interesting Uh-oh. things. He said you lived in a turkey coop. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah, and when I was a little boy, we lived uh, – You my... lived in a turkey coop. I love it. My dad uh, during the because my parents got divorced like before I was even born. So and my dad got remarried when I was like two. So I've had my stepmom for you know many years. But uh-huh. uh, uh, and w- we all get along. So but anyway, so I'm during the week on the weekends I lived on a farm with your my dad. Left your mom while she was pregnant with you. Yeah, it's it's a long. It's it's not it's not that. It's just you know it's a divorce. It was. <laughs> I know, but I'm trying to make it into like this big story. <laughs> what, what if I'm like, holy shit, you're right. I'm gonna, uh... <laughs> I won't. I won't even let you gloss over well, that one tragic detail. Well, like, you know what's funny is like my parents always got along, never infighting. You know, we would even do Christmases where the person, and then like later on, like within the last ten years, occasionally they toss a dig or something. And I'm like, sure. I don't even want to. Don't even, I don't want to hear. Like, yeah. I don't even want to know what happened because I don't yeah. give a shit. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sure. It was a long time ago. Whatever. Anyway, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we lived in the far, in this converted turkey coop. And um, it sounds weird, but yeah, it was just like a turkey. You were a child and you, were there active turkeys there? No, it was a turkey coop that had been turned into a I human coop. I want there coop. to be coop. <laughs> I want there to be turkeys in the coop. I was just eating, like, grain <laughs> off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. But what, I mean, yeah, you I mean, lived on a farm. It's, it's I mean, when you're like a little, you don't need when you're like a little boy living on a farm in a turkey coop. Is yeah, a blast. I, no, I believe you. Yeah, I yeah. believe you. So it just it, sounds crazy. I just it, you can't do the podcast and not talk at least a little <laughs> bit about that. Um, you didn't open your mail for a year. Oh, I've gone longer than that. I'm my. Um, 
you're a character on Cheers. You know what I mean? They're like, hey, uh, Norm says uh, you haven't opened your mail in a year. Oh, I've gone longer than that. Huge studio applause response. My, uh... Pop! My everyday life skills are not that great. Um, you should have taken that course. Yeah. Yeah, see? That's what... No mail. I just, you Straight know... Straight to the garbage? Sometimes. Or I just don't take care of things that I should... would be easy to take care of and... Like, you know, is it I, because I can relate? I, I don't not open my mail, but my mail will pile up. Yeah. And I, I just don't want to. Look I'm at a it. heavy procrastinator or if it's like, you know, if you know, I've I've almost gotten, you know, forget to pay bills, you know, like I'm like I forgot to pay. I just got an email from my landlord. I'm like 10 days late on my rent just because I forgot to do it. Wow. You know, it's, it's just because uh, so it's like I got a three day notice. I'm like, I have the money. I just. Yeah. You don't want to set up an automatic. I just keep forgetting to do it. I could. It would take me two minutes to go online and just do it. I'm like, I'll take care of that later. And then I never do it. It's so. I need a. So I need a life coach. <laughs> you need Suzy Susie Orman. I've caused like myself so much undue stress and just from not taking five minutes to. Yeah, but I think we all know this. Certainly sounds a little bit more extreme than uh, than myself, for yeah. example. But we all know the feeling of going. I just, for example, uh, Valerie's had something that she's needed to do at the DMV since I've known her, mm-hmm. and she just won't do it. Like, it's, it's all, and I have things like that too. It's just like I know the stickers on my license plate or whatever it might be are out, and I just won't do it, even though you yeah, know yeah. you're living in fear that you're going to get some three hundred dollar ticket. Yeah, or so like, I understand. Or like I have like a couple like fraudulent things on my credit report that have been fucking me up for ages and i just can't whenever i try to get it to, it just i get too frustrated and yeah. then because and i just like ah forget it and then i'm still you know it's just crazy i always think chelsea brady had a uh, no shit are you kidding me it's jim gaffigan no has a bit what the fuck i haven't been listening to him or anything it's just been coming <laughs> up in this conversation he has a bit where he goes you ever have a saturday where you have like 15 things to do so you just don't do any of it no oh, yeah that is one of the essential feelings of life for yeah. me. Is you're like, I got to get a haircut. I got to wash the car. I got to do laundry. I got to cook that thing for tomorrow and put it in the fridge. And then instead you're just like, I'm going to start drinking alcohol right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Which brings me to another one. It's not that bad. Uh, it says, one time you blacked out. Can you guess what it is? I uh, bought the Oxford English Dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to the tune of like thirteen hundred dollars. <laughs> you walked out. I, well, and I bought the Oxford, the Oxford English <laughs> Dictionary. How many volumes? It's like twenty volumes. Twenty There's, yeah, volumes. Just crates and boxes and boxes of books of a dictionary. Yeah, not just the hits. Like most dictionaries are the hits. The Apple. I never really. I've always been intrigued by the idea of. Having it, I never seriously considered buying it. <laughs> and then I wouldn't say I fully blacked out. I was drunk. Yeah. Came home, and I woke up. I was like, "Why is my credit card on my desk by my computer?" I go, and then I looked at my phone and said, "Chase alert!" Like I'm like thirteen hundred dollars. What is this? And I was like, "Holy shit!" I bought the Oxford English Dictionary last <laughs> night. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> 
And I, I don't, Why? I, I just, you were somewhat interested in it. I must, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've always, uh, and I must have been drunk, and I was like, because I never spend money. Yeah. So I was probably just like, I'm going to do a weird splurge and get this. But why that? I've always wanted to at least, I don't know. I've always, I, I like What books. is the fantasy? You're, you're having a conversation and you go like, don't be an iconoclast. And yes. you're like, oh, one moment, please. It's an interesting, well, it's, it has like basically every word and then <laughs> the first use of it, like the first known use of it, they have uh-huh. the source and it's just, I don't know. It's just, well, now it's just. So you don't, you didn't fully regret it. You have it. Yeah. I haven't opened it all yet. I've opened up a couple. The rest are the, are the stand for my record speakers uh, inside the box. <laughs> just in case I ever want to, as a guy, I don't know if I should open these. It's maybe I don't know. It was not maybe my because they're shrink wrapped. Yeah, I love it. Do you have? I'm assuming. Do you have other stories like that? Are there other? I woke up and I had a parrot stories. No, most of my drinking stories like that are just like I wake up and I'm like, oh yeah, I ate scrambled eggs when I went to bed or something. It's nothing crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of Leo Allen's bit. He's like, you never black out and do something amazing. It's like you never wake up and the room's filled with origami. Oh yeah. He's like, there's something beautiful mm. inside of me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the example I use in my Cujo bit, I was in New York. Uh, I was drinking like Tribeca. And I was like, I. Wait, what do you mean? That's a beer? No, it, the town. I mean, the neighborhood. You were drinking in, tar- in Tribeca. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So then I'm drunk. I, I have to go. I got on the train. I woke up in the Bronx, even though I live in, that, at that point, Greenpoint. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, I'm in the Bronx. And I got off the train and then I woke up in my bed with a tub of uh, vegan macaroni salad. <laughs> So at some point, I must have gotten into Brooklyn, just walked into a deli, grabbed something, and I was just in bed holding it. I was like, oh, boy. Like your baby. (laughs) Oh, my God, Pop. You have done it. What does that say? Love. I'm trying to read my own writing. Love. love, Wolf. This is embarrassing. Hmm. Let's talk about God. We always end when the meaning of life. All right. Were you raised uh, religious? Barely. I was just so, a whisper. My parent, like I was baptized Catholic, but not till I was eight. Oh, I think my parents were like, "Yeah, we should probably." So it was very suddenly, my sister and I had to start going to Sunday school, and I hated it. <laughs> you're like an eight, nine year old boy, and like you got to start going to these ninety minute masses instead yeah. of, you know, Romping. playing with your friends and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then my dad didn't go, how come dad doesn't have to go? Because he's like, oh, well, it's a long story. You just have to go. And then, uh, <laughs> then I got my communion, and I didn't have to go anymore. And Was this to lock you into heaven or I guess to so. fit in the neighborhood? Uh, no, just like, it was more just, I guess, like a, you know, like a formality. No one in my immediate family is, like, super religious, but we're all, like, Catholic. But it's kind of like hedging your bets, yeah. I have to imagine. Yeah, it's Pascal's like, wager. Yeah, you got you to gotta get baptized and, yeah. And then, so never really went to church. Um, I did long story. I went to an all boys Catholic school when I was fifteen, for some reason. And then, <laughs> so you were learning the Seven Deadlies. Yeah, and, and that uh, was great. Yeah, was it really strict? And and as what I'm picturing. Yeah, I got the detention was called a jug justice under God. Oh boy! One time I was sharpening my pencil in French class. And the bell went off, and the teacher was like, "You got a jug." And so then I, you go to Wait, the why? Because I, I was in the, I was standing up when the bell rang instead of in my seat, um, learning the how to say the Hail Mary in French. <laughs> uh, oh, so then my 
God. I go to <laughs> detention, and then there's this priest, and if you like looked up or whatever, he'd go, "You got another jug," and then you would get just get jugs. And that was the only. There's one the, kid that thinks you got an issue of jugs. <laughs> <laughs> I want all the jugs. That's funny. So that's the only time I got in trouble. And you got a jug, and you had to do. You had to go to mass. That's the last time, aside from weddings and funerals and baptisms and stuff. I've kept it cash i've never really gone to church on purpose i'm not i'm not anti-faith or anything i'm just not personally you know religious. but as somebody who has been called an old soul do you think there there might be something to that you've been around the block before reincarnation yeah oh i don't know i don't i mean i mean why do you feel like you do you feel maybe you, it's because you've had a full life. I bet I've but been like really this even feel, when I was like nineteen, twenty. That's I was my like, point. I was crotchety, you know. Why did you feel fifty when you were nineteen? I don't and know. And I'm like, this guy's done this before. <laughs> you've done the like. I'm going to go hard at making everybody think I have a big dig. I'm going to relax. I'm going to be the fine. I'm going to. I'm going to work out. It just seems like you've been through it. Or let's just take the mystical element out. It just seems like you're kind of like. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I see I, what's going on. I think probably closer to the, the second one. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't have to be a deep mystical belief. I can't say I believe in reincarnation. You think when we die, it's, it's over? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, I'm not foolish enough to think I know. For sure. The nature of the universe. And I'm not trying to trap you into. Yeah. I mean, if I had to guess, answer. I mean. Maybe, yeah. What do you you die, and and it's and it's blackness. How surprised are you if, like, suddenly there's a flare up of of bright pink, and it's like, ah, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, I should have stayed at church. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't mean bright pink bad. I meant yeah. like it's it's like this friendly kind of. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Gay pride, <laughs> sort of God. What do you think? I don't. I don't think it's over. I think an afterlife makes as much sense as life. I'm just kind of like, what is this? Yeah, it's it's no less absurd than this. Like mm-hmm. waking up into this feels exactly as probable as waking up into something else, and probably not remembering. Just kind of like working itself out over and over. That's kind of where I lean. Yeah. Some people, you know, they go. We go somewhere else. I'm kind of of the opinion. It's like, where else can we go? It's it's this thing. Grinding itself. I, I'm not sure, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm open. I'm always, in general, I'm open. I try to stay curious. And yeah. I'm open to changing my mind. And I'm not, like, I'm not, like, I'm not disdainful of people who believe or whatever. I'm just, yeah. like, you know, just saying, yeah, well, I don't know. But you don't, uh, well, whenever somebody's had someone who's passed, you don't feel a communication with your mom? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like, you know. I mean, You'd like one, obviously. That would yeah. be great if... if yeah, uh, I just don't uh, think that's... That's not works. the way the world yeah. works. But, you know. And what about uh, ghosts, aliens, any of that? Any weird experiences? <gasps> <laughs> Pop. I forgot about this. I did see a uh, UFO once. I can't believe it. This Which is the thing that I've bugged you about... For, we have to be done at 12? Well, we have eight minutes. Okay. I've bugged you about this for Forever. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you didn't want to talk about it at first. Yeah, well, because it sounds – because I'm very much a skeptic when it comes to these things. So I'm in a way, it's kind of funny that I wound up uh, – I know. Um, You're in Brooklyn, right? Brooklyn, on our balcony, me, Vince. And first floor, second floor? 
Second floor. Yeah. Well, fourth. Fourth, fourth floor. floor. I, don't, I don't know why I said first. Um, I don't know why I guessed first floor balcony. That's my a patio. Story, my story's already coming <laughs> apart. Um, Listen to him tell the story. It's clearly false. <laughs> he didn't know what floor he was on. You're on the fourth floor, patio. Uh, we looked at the blueprints of the building. <laughs> Google Earth says. So we're just out there. You and three other guys. Yeah. And uh, smoking and drinking. Nobody's like. Super smoking weed. Not weed. Uh, I don't know if the I don't I don't know if those guys were, but yeah, we're standing there, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, were these like tumbling orbs. Yep, like a triangle, but all staying and way below, like too high to be like lights. Yeah, and way too low to be a flight because we were over the the flight pattern, so we we would know if it was a plane. It was just yeah. right up there, and it just started tumbling, and right away we were like. We all started screaming, holy shit, because it was just so crazy, because it came out of nowhere. <laughs> it wasn't a subtle, no. like, for close encounters of the third kind, like, <gasps> no. it was like, holy shit, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Somebody goes, UFO, UFO. We look and we go, holy shit. And then it just like, tumbling around. And then it just goes, whoosh, and like zoomed away. And we all freaked out. And I remember hearing the story. It was almost, you guys kind of jokingly called it the Dorito. Cause it yeah, 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 yeah. Three orange lights. Independent of each other, but operating in unison. Yeah, forming like a triangle, and yeah. then it just sort of. The, Which, if you Google it, that's yeah. a thing. The yeah. the Dori, the Dorito UFO thing. And then I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was not anything I've ever seen before. And we were not like fucked up, and we're not like crazy. So yeah. it was the weirdest. What made it seem so true was your reluctance to talk about. Yeah, it. yeah. You weren't like in jet classic pop style. You had this amazing story, and you're like, yeah, I don't know what talk about it. Because <laughs> I don't want people to be like, oh, there's a wing nut. Like yeah. That. But it was the weirdest. But it was you and se- several other reliable yeah, guys yeah, yeah. that I know, and you saw you. So we immediately <laughs> went on our computer, Googling it, yeah. seeing it. And, yeah, it's uh, – I sometimes for even – until you brought it up, we, I forget. But then forgot. I think about it. Yeah, that was – that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Because it wasn't, it was too How big, big, right? Yeah. And it is too, like, because I'm picturing it, it small. It couldn't have been a natural phenomenon. It wasn't like anything, it wasn't like lightning. It was too, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know, man, but it was really, really weird. How long did it hover before it was like, peace? I felt like it was maybe under 10 seconds. That's pretty good, though. But it was just doing this and it was just moving in this flute and then it just, like, zoomed away. And, uh, I lost my mind. It was the craziest. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we came to, and we'd all shit our pants. <laughs> I'm glad we got that on the record. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. such an interesting story to me. I just love things that make you question the world. Yeah. It makes me think of everything in a different way, and that's a fun feeling for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, we have five minutes still. Um, do you, can you tell me the time you laugh the hardest in your life? It's usually how we like to end the show. One of them. I, I always say this. It's not – it doesn't have to be a great story, but when you think of yourself dying laughing, where are you? How old are you? Who you know, are you with? You know, a lot of them are just – you know, it's weird. You spend all this time on jokes and stuff, and then you think back a lot of the times are like – it's like one of your friends fell down yeah, or something. I, it's just – it's you. so – And those are the best. Mm-hmm. Adam Pally told one of my favorite ones ever. It was just a kid slipping on water on the floor. <laughs> And and I think he yelled, my legs, or something like that. <laughs> That's all it was. I know. I remember, well, well this is, makes me, it's not necessarily the best one, but uh, in like sixth grade, my friend and I were swinging on the, you know, and then trying to see how high we could yeah, go. Yeah, sure. You know, you go back so high that like the chain kind of snaps, and then yeah. 
He went all the way up. Still makes me nervous. And fell over backwards and landed on his head. What? Yeah. And he I, fell out of the swing. Yeah. Landed, landed on, on his, his head, on head. his noggin. And he was fine, but I laughed so hard I peed my pants. That's it. That's and um, lame. and That's... I was like, oh my god, I just peed my pants in school. But I was like, I, I was like, I, I know, I'll just untuck my shirt, and then my pant, my shirt was just full of piss, and so, and then so, <laughs> I made the executive decision to just run home That's in the, the middle right of, choice. yeah. That's the right choice. And I got in trouble, but not too much. I was like, I pissed my pants. I had to pull the cord. I <laughs> It still works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you peed your pants right now, this would be over right now. Yeah, when you pee your pants, you got to get yeah. out of Dodge. And then Adam Sandler walked up and he was like, it's cool to pee your pants <laughs> and saved you. Well, Pop, do you feel good? Yeah, yeah. This is what I wrote down. It was wrestling. Do you oh. like wrestling? That's yeah, all right. Not nearly as much. Those guys are yeah, like. they love it. They're like the Cheech and Chong of like, you know. Yeah. So it's like, I do like it, but that's nothing compared to those guys. Uh, I think that's fun. <laughs> well, thanks for doing it, man. This is oh, yeah. great. Uh, would you say keep it crispy? It's how we end the show. Keep it crispy. <laughs> I love like, it. That was, good. <laughs> that was very good. I'm Jesse Bob. Keep it crispy. Uh, you made it weird. And uh, get uh, You Stink. Yeah. The record. And the next one, whenever it comes out. Just look on Spotify. Oh, yeah. It'll be fine. Or buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Podcast yeah. goes another 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so crispy, I'm so crispy. My ice can't make you haters wanna get me. Now leaving nerdist.com.